something. <laughs> Kablam! Future technology. <laughs> Why? And then you can We're just, doing it. Then you can just I add this in after the fact. The time or this would just be how it starts. This is the cold open. Three people talking over each other and before. singing. And terrible. <laughs> it's the truth. And I owe Look at all those peaks. Have we monetized this yet? What I saw are we the for? writing on the wall. <laughs> Sorry. Once I get started, it's right, impossible Adam, to. You stop. have to sing the whole song, otherwise it doesn't count. Just remember, Adam. I need you to keep talking. Oh, I could get. A, I can talk all day. <laughs> We're already done. We're halfway through this podcast. It's just going to be this. A lot of noise. Let me just, I'm just gonna put. Both let me of just us. mix a cocktail over here. Right, right. Yeah, we're gonna start cracking cans open, just pouring them out. We're not even gonna drink them. Just more can cracks. You're welcome. It's just like, hey, everybody, listen up. Here we're going. Yeah, I I just bring it in and say, hey, everybody, this is another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy, and welcome to another episode. Like you do both parts. Yeah, I do. And then I and then I change. I actually do the whole. Th- I there. Mandy doesn't exist, and I just I just pitch up. I pitch up my voice. I first I first and, created Mandy yeah. in college on a very lonely night. Um. Yeah, I just pitch up my voice and post, and then just play both halves so it's pretty exciting but, but yeah no. no this is your welcome future self i'm bob i'm adam we got matt harper joining us hey comedian from kalamazoo mainly sort of by way of hastings we should, we, by way of is like the new like thing that i've been claimed by uh every scene at this point i've had some people depending on which show i'm on yeah if i'm on a show in grand rapids people will say i'm from lansing <laughs> if i'm on a show in lansing they'll say i'm from kalamazoo so it really depends it's like yeah no one no one gives us credit here in casey <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to start up that uh, comedy mecca of hastings michigan yeah right? i mean you're doing I a great put job us on, put it. us on the map there but i mean if you were to claim a scene oh i started in kalamazoo for yeah sure. i haven't been to an open mic in grand rapids in right months and i months mean and months it's just too com- it's too easy in kalamazoo but <laughs> yeah. i mean i feel like the scene kind of has a tough time from that a little bit like that's why we kind of shied away from doing open mics very often it's because it's just turn it's the same show sometimes sure, so yeah. like i'm trying to make it like easy for people to get on um but yeah tell us a little about bit about what you do at uh matt <laughs> uh as far as comedy stuff goes, you mean? Yeah, just, uh, just a very open-ended are, question. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been doing stand-up for, I don't know, like seven years. I think it's real, like two weeks from now will be seven years. Nice. I started at Shakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the first time, I went down there to see a show on my anniversary, which was yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, like seven years ago or something. And then uh, was watching the show, and I was like, this sucks. Like, I, I, could, I could do this right now. Was I, it because I was hosting? <laughs> no, um, and it was in that like transition between you and, I want to say Jordan was yeah. part of it too and stuff. So, um, But I was like, this is just rough. Like Some of it was good. Yeah, yeah, some of yeah. it was great. And, and I still remember like some of the performances that night were good, but otherwise I was like, I could do better than half of these guys right, right. now without trying, I think. <laughs> just being a dick. You know, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, this is going to be um, – you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be a rough show. You can tell whatever these right. guys are, obviously. And I had never been to an open mic before. I'd never done comedy. I'd never been to an open mic, so I didn't know what to expect. 
And then I was telling my, I was sort of tough talk in the crowd. I was like, this, this, this is easy. I could do this. No problem. <laughs> and she's like, well, then do it. And I was like, all right. So I went up and talked to you and you said, come back in two weeks. And Right. Yeah, that are. was. Uh, and then I started running uh, a room in Hastings because I was tired of driving out right. of town to do comedy uh, for an hour. Uh, and now I host uh, Wally's Brew Pub Comedy Club at the Waldorf in Hastings. And we've been going for like four years, five years, something like that. So. Nice. Pretty sweet, yeah, and that's. I didn't realize that you. I couldn't. It's just I don't really remember much from back then, but I didn't realize that you started at Shakespeare. Oh yeah, yep. So that's cool. Hey, me that's too. Awesome. First yeah. time, everybody did. <laughs> that yeah, was, that was back when I wasn't realizing like how important it was to like help cultivate like or people would be like, "Oh, you're always so helpful," and I was like, "I didn't do anything <laughs> aside from like not tell you to." quit yeah <laughs> like right. that's... and move the mic stand yeah. yeah 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 that's all you need yeah no shorts on stage <laughs> move the mic stand so is that is that going away because i've seen a lot of people wearing shorts on stage lately is that something are we doing it like ironically I now i feel like or... it's an act of defiance oh, yeah in a lot of cases wow those guys are edgy yeah they are <laughs> well i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not getting paid to do the show sure. no one should be sitting there judging someone for not being professional at an open mic. I'm gonna start yeah. wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe if you go do an open mic at like a club, like a big club that you're trying to work at, maybe you don't wanna maybe you wanna look like you give a give a shit, but like sure. an open mic in Kalamazoo when I'm the only one that's gonna give you work from that show. Like I I really don't care. I care that like the, the content and like their demeanor is professional, but it doesn't matter if a comedian's wearing shorts on stage. Like it might kind of hurt their odds in a way from like how it's kind of off-putting because yeah. people aren't staring at their shins but to me i just feel like it's a it's a way of gauging how serious the performer is yeah because i would say you certainly can wear shorts on stage if you want to but that tells me how much worth you place into you know it's not right like you wouldn't go to your own job in you know sweatpants and flip-flops or whatever it's just not what you you don't see me on saturdays <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, crocs let's start hours. wearing sure. we're gonna start wearing crocs but, on stage i mean i i feel you on that like if someone were to ask me like hey i want to try out from one of your shows like i i don't know i it's less formal than that but i i want to like create a good way to make it entry like able to work people's like get them up to that level of working sure so I mean I I should probably care about it more, but I and I, I can really... see it too as a as a way of not wanting to be intimidating too to right. a lot of people to be like you have there's a dress code you have to meet you've got to like be a part of the scene and and if you don't follow these rules then you're automatically blackballed. And I it's... feel like it's a dumb gatekeeping thing because if it's 90 degrees outside, <laughs> like I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like if you want to wear shorts and a tank top and come tell some jokes, like that's on you. Like it doesn't really matter, but it does if like yeah. I mean I feel like once it's kind of that thing where if it's like something where you got this opportunity over someone else, then at that point, yeah, you should sure. take it more seriously. I, I mean, I think it also, for me, it comes with years of cultivating a paid show, like a professional show. I don't want to see my openers or my features coming in and, and looking like they just rolled out of bed. So yeah. I, right. I, I do think there there does, there adds some clout to it. It makes it seem like you're trying harder than the audience. Like, so, I feel like... You should at least try to look as good as the worst looking person yeah, yeah. in the audience. Yeah, you know like what I mean? the whole like, oh, maybe like you're going to a wedding or like a company picnic afterwards. Like... I mean, and I even I, uh, for a time I did a shirt and tie on stage. Right. too. I just tried yeah, I did it that for a while to see how it would go, you know, and it just didn't 
Obviously, it didn't make a difference, I, but... I, I usually do jeans and a t-shirt, so that yeah. probably holds me back a little bit, but... And I... It was almost kind of like a, a bit, in a way. Like, I was telling these stories about being a terrible person, about how I was bad at life, but I was wearing a shirt and tie, <laughs> and I wondered, like, does this look funny to the audience? Right. Like, it was just kind of a, a life bit, you know, at that point. Right. Is that... Well, that kind of fits into our theme of the podcast of, like, becoming <laughs> a better person. Like, do you feel like... You've become a better person be- with the way you dress. Or... I mean, I feel like that's a way to fake it for sure. Yeah, like, I feel like... like that's a way that you can like automatically upgrade your yeah. your sort of outlook on life. I guess is. Just I guess that's a good tip. Is like spruce it up a bit and see what happens. Yeah, you know? wear nicer clothes or care about your like. Yeah, right. definitely caring about your appearance. Like whether it's working out or wearing clothes that fit you sure. and like can make you feel better so. although i do have to say i've recently started wearing suspenders instead of a belt <laughs> yeah uh mostly because it's just more comfortable is for it, me is i am it free a, i'm a large person yeah so, yeah uh yeah wearing a belt was uh and it got to the point where like i was even while wearing a belt i was still having to like hold my pants up all right. the time so it's and not i was like this is it. just awful it looks bad like i as weird as someone wearing suspenders looks i'm sure it was all it was worse just watching somebody hold their damn pants up all the time. So I was just, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to become that guy now and see what happens. So. Right. Suspenders guy. Yeah. It's freeing. The only suit that I own has suspenders on it and it feels great. Yeah. It's the like, greatest of all I time. Just, it feels like I'm drinking in like one of those barrels, only like I'm wearing something that like shows I had money to buy a suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to get some suspenders. You, now. you ever wear yeah. suspenders, Adam? I think I have a pair of suspenders from when I was five that have choo-choo trains on them. <laughs> nice. Dude, you should bring those back. I'm going to find them now. They'll fit. Just, just you got to like connect three pairs of five-year-old <laughs> suspenders to make them work for you now. Just add yeah. some flair to them. Was it like <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine? It probably was. That sounds like <laughs> something that I would have done when I was five. Um, but yeah, I, I think before we get too far into this, we should do like the beginning of the weigh in for the week, like what we did this week to try and become better people. Um, I mean, this week we're also going to try and like, excited about it, huh? a oh, much yeah. more structured podcast and have a clear conversation. Doing great so far. Yeah, I think so far Nailing it's going it. good. Like no, no can clip. Clicks were just, yeah, we got bottles this yeah. week. Nice. I saved up Moving all up my calories so I could have beer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. What do you? I've been doing pretty good this week on eating better, though. Like, I uh, I had a couple days where just it was nothing but vegetables, Ew. a protein shake, <laughs> and like just lots of water. Yeah, like part of this, you feel like you need to like talk shit about it just because like right. that's gross but it, whatever yeah. but you also want to be supportive i have a really weird diet if i could eat chicken fingers and like pizza rolls every day i'm uh, basically i'm a seven-year-old well, yeah i was gonna say those those yeah. suspenders will work out like real well you I can eat, like, do that but you just need to eat like less than your like less than your calorie and like intake is uh, okay like... so here's the thing i've been doing yeah like, uh, for the last year and a half, I haven't had any pop. I just okay, yeah, that's one a good day, one. That is a good one. One day I just cut it out, and I've been doing just water or these like little flavor packets, right, just to get mm-hmm. me by it. Because I can't go with nothing. Yeah, what water do you tastes do for weird flavoring sometimes. on yours? Yeah. Like Crystal Light? It's like, it's generic. It's like Walmart brand okay. Crystal Light or whatever. Um, Sam's Light? <laughs> so they... Uh, so that's what I've been doing in lieu of, you know, just flavor at all. Because sometimes yeah. water tastes weird or you can never tell at like a restaurant. <laughs> I'll bring those damn packets straight into a restaurant yeah. and just be like, give me the water and then I'll juice it up myself. Right. I'll fix this. <laughs> um, so, but just recently, like two weeks ago, I stopped eating anything uh, sugary okay. at all. Like I stopped yeah. eating 
anything and I'm still eating like trash. Like yeah. I'm still eating pasta, bread, bullshit, whatever, but I've stopped eating like little Debbie cakes. Right. Like like my work will like people bring in donuts and fucking cupcakes. I should have asked him. Am, like, am I allowed to swear on yeah, this yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the swears. Um and uh and I just have to be like I just have to avoid it at all costs. And it's sad because the last week there's been a tray. Someone brought in cupcakes. Yeah. And they, they're in the cubicle directly behind me. Oh, shoot. And they're just sitting there. There's still six of them there right now, like today. Do they and like they've sit there? They've been there for a week. Do they like sit there and try and coax you into yeah. eating them? They're like, oh, we got we got brownies I'm, over here. No, and just it's the, like, I'm on a goddamn diet. The cupcakes themselves. I'm hearing them <laughs> whisper. They're just whispering to me every day. So should, yeah. you should pick up smoking, and then whenever somebody gives you something sweet, you can just put a cigarette out in it. <laughs> yeah, like, just no, throw it on the ground. The I'm being healthier, are... guys. So that's how I'm I'm attacking it this time around. I'm going to I cut out pop, and it worked. Like I yeah. cut out soda, and I just don't drink it. I don't want to. I have right. no ambition for it at all. And if I go for like a month or two, actively avoiding everything sweet, I'm hoping. That I just stop caring. Like, yeah. I'm hoping that it's not a big deal anymore, and then I'll have to tackle things individually. Just yeah, like, yeah. No more bread But forever. then it's, like, more of a lifestyle change yeah. than, like, a but short-term it, thing. I have to, like, trick myself into thinking it was my idea. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Because <laughs> the brownies are sitting there like, put us inside you, <laughs> yes. Matt. We need a home. <laughs> uh, I mean, my realization this week, though, was, like, I mean, I've done this a lot, and it's <laughs> never, like, I've never had anything to, that enough to, like hold me through like I've had big life changes like from the last time I think seven years ago or six years ago um basically right before I started working at the bank um I had more control over like everything I was eating and yeah. I was kind of broke so I didn't have money for like beer and food all the time like I was eating at home or just like making a salad at work and uh after I started working at the bank I had money to go out all the time I was drinking all the time eating all the food but I lost like 60 or 70 pounds then mm -hmm. and like I've just slowly been gaining it back and going higher than my like my previous high and like just basically like that big lifestyle change I've never gone back to like fixing it yeah but like this is the first time I've been drinking like enough water in like over two years and I'm just like well there's a lot of suggestions on how much water you should be drinking but no one tells you how many times a day you should be peeing <laughs> right yeah that yeah, that has definitely affected me since I stopped. I was drinking upwards of like two two liters of like Mountain Dew a day, mm. just like fully not caring about it. Right, and now I'm drinking. I would say I drink probably six or seven of these bottles of water a day. Right, so it helps and you with your water intake. Yeah, and, and, it, and uh, it just helps to to feel like this is where I'm getting the sweetness. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, out yeah. of life are these little packets of bullshit. <laughs> so your life Pink still sand, has some I flavor. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's just, I just kind of lean into that now, but uh, yeah, it's um, like you get to the point where you you start looking at life and how old you are, and you're like, I still have time. Like I, right? I, I get it. I'm morbidly obese or whatever, but I I've still got time. Same. I can, I can fix this. Right? <laughs> I can write the ship. How, how old are you, Matt? I am 36. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. But but eventually you just stop having time. Like it just it catches up with you real quick. Right. Because yeah. I've done this, like you said, I've done it before too. Right. I've yeah. lost you know, I've lost sixty, seventy pounds a couple of times in my life. And I'm like, I could do this again. Like we'll yeah. go we'll go on vacation and I just start eating like trash yeah, again. Yeah, or like the holidays. It's like, yeah, come it's not my or... fault. Like I'm gonna go here and not eat a whole right. turkey leg or whatever. You know, like who gives a shit or whatever. Um but then yeah, everything sort of snowballs back and every time it's gotten worse. Right. Than the time before. And that's and that's just... what I find, too. And 
Do you feel like as you get older, like your metabolism's like slowing yeah. down and like it changes like your body chemistry and how it reacts to it? The last time that I intentionally lost weight, yeah, I just stopped eating as much as I normally did. Right, I was still even as big as I am. If mm-hmm. I just stop eating, if I eat half as much garbage, yeah. It's still garbage, but if I eat half as much of it, I start losing weight like crazy. Right. And this last time around, it didn't happen. Oh, like it, shoot. It wasn't falling I, off. I feel like I'm running into that, too, because me yeah. and Adam, like, Adam's literally about to be 30 in Ugh. a half hour, and <laughs> I'm, I'm turning 30 next month, so that was probably the catalyst of us eventually yeah. settling on this idea for the podcast. Sure. Is like, we're going to be in our 30s. we got to start, like, being healthier and better people, like, improving ourselves. Um, but I feel like... The last time I did this, like that was like the pounds would shed off because I'm a big guy too, yeah. um, to the point where you don't have to do much. And then basically now, like the first week, I started at like 3:30, so we'll weigh in in just a second, do the weigh in. Um, I guess this is part of the weigh in segment at this point. <laughs> it's an extended, ding, ding. Cu- extended cut. Yeah. Well, now at least you don't have to just talk to nobody at right. yeah. well, during yeah. the weigh in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, was, I'll be here for that. Yeah, yeah. You a heard that. By the way, uh, so what Bob is doing is potentially uh, embarrassing if you just don't meet your goal. Right? Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. It's to hold you accountable. But Adam, for you, if you don't meet your goal, you're kind of avoiding embarrassment, so it that's sort true. of it works out for you both I ways. Have, I have no skin in the skin. If you are if you are successful, you're no longer embarrassed, and if you're if you fail, you didn't have to get embarrassed, so it works out. It's true. Genius. I didn't even think. Yeah, about you that. have not. <laughs> and yours is also uh, considerably less uh, able to be uh, uh, like. Uh, proven like yeah, you know what I mean? no, like we can, there's no measure as far as the, the audience knows you could be like the most uh cavalier and uh confident person on stage anyway well like, it's true you could just like go up on stage one point for an hour and we could record it yeah it i want to see i need to see some minutes. knees shaking and then to, we'll put oof. it on itunes for a day on youtube where it gets buried and technically that's an album nowadays <laughs> yeah I recorded one of those. I never did anything with it, but I've got I got about thirty minutes worth of material right. recorded. <laughs> Adam, I'm feeling pretty good about how I did this week. I was at uh what was I at? Like two oh, two twenty nine point two last week. I did all right. How many how how far did I get this week? What do you think? Hmm. I did ha- I did end up having another meal like right before the podcast. So <laughs> this is the worst time of day to start weighing myself, but what do you think? I'm gonna say you're down. 1.8 pounds. Which is the worst setup. We, if anyone wants to donate like a piece of plywood. <laughs> yeah, we're still using some lengths of flooring. On Over some top of a carpet. Yeah. yeah, nailing it. Holy shit. I got I to gotta verify this. Oh, boy. Going to take it to the other you room. just said 316.8. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I got to take this to the other take, room. Take All right, out. so this is an extended... Cut. Take, taking it to the concrete. Gonna make sure this is for real. We need to get those uh, Guinness judges over there to eyeball this. Bob bought a tapeworm from Mexico <laughs> last week. The Mexican ones are the best. It's been really successful. A, they're extra hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's talk about your uh, crippling stage fright. Yeah. Like, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the motivation for that? Are, are you? Do you see people not having stage fright and want to be that person? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I just like. Do you strive for that as a? I just. It, I feel like every facet of my life would improve as far as how I deal with other people if sure. I was just more confident in myself. Because I second guess everything I ever say to anybody all the time. 
it's it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, it starts like, a feedback loop in my own head, and then I just get buried in thought and I feel like that's, stay home. That's kind of a quality in a person, though. Sort of at at I mean, there's varying degrees of that, also right. obviously. Yeah. But you don't want to be the guy who's just like sprouting off nonsense for no goddamn reason. It's, but... it's definitely healthy to have a good level of like uh, self awareness for sure. Yeah. But instead of measure measure twice, cut once. You're like measure ten times, cut oh, sure. once, or maybe not cut at all if it's not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> measure ten times and then get a CAD model of exactly what the finished product <laughs> needs to be to be perfect. And then stand back and go, I don't think I can do that. I and can't do that not... with my equipment. I need to laser cut this. <laughs> and then not doing it at all. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'll get back to that in a year or two. <laughs> All right, what's the verdict, Bob? So apparently Upon the, re- the carpet takes away 10 pounds. It was 326.8, okay. but I mean, that's still a solid three pounds this week. So got him. I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's the type of gains I was hoping for the first week with just kind of barely trying. Like, I don't know, it was, it was a little bit tough towards the end of the week. Like, I was snacking a little bit more hardcore, so I figured it wouldn't be, like, five pounds, but... I mean, solid three. Yeah. Pretty happy with that. I'm going to put that in the books real quick. So oh, yeah. that's, that's, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, back to uh, measure oh, back eight to times me. cut once. Yeah, no. back to you. So, yeah, I uh, as far as what I did this week, I've still been using my phone to yeah. take notes. Um, but also, I don't do it like I should. Like, you know, you showed me all those cool note-taking apps. I've just been texting myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Like an insane oh yeah, person. yeah. You told me you yeah, were yeah. gonna do that. No, it, it's it's crazy. Is it working? Um, kind of. Except that every time I send myself a text, I then have to delete that one because I also receive a text yeah. from myself, and I don't need well, to see it twice. Started, it's very inefficient. Is you what said, I'm saying. You said you wanted to like write it down physically as well. Yeah. And that's why you're texting yourself. Uh, I haven't done that yet. I okay. Brought, I bought a cool little notebook. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even opened it yet. I haven't taken the plastic off. Oh god. So next week, if you're gonna do at least one thing, short-term goal, bring that, bring that notebook the, with me, or just take that plastic off the book, and that's technically okay. doing something this week. Step in the right direction. Take the old cap off the pen. <laughs> baby steps, right? Small attainable yeah. goals, guys. That's what we need. I mean, that's yeah, definitely. That's kind of I've been doing the weight loss, but um, have you like uh, aside from? But you've been writing down what you're yeah. thinking more often in a way that works it's for you, and you mostly, can reference. Mostly garbage, but yeah, you we're know, well, going to be winners. Yeah. Honestly, you've only been on stage like three times. Four? How many times you've been on stage since I started bringing <sighs> you back out? Like this most recent time out of my like couple year hiatus. Yeah, like three times. Yeah, I was going to say because you did. And one was a one was pretend. One was an act. Oh yeah, it was the last one where so. The Paco show, was that, like, the only one that was a really good show that you did? I mean, they're all comedy. None of them well, are we bad, did that Lansing is... show, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've so been four. on stage, like, four, three times at Shakes, and then we're doing yep. Bobby Kelly on the 28th. <laughs> the really good show we had. <laughs> well, that one was... Comedy folks. Dude, Paco packed it out for that. Yeah. Paco Romaine, friend of the show. Shout out to <laughs> He doesn't Paco. know it yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen He's eventually. scheduled to come on. Ten- yeah. Tentatively, all okay, the time. I, he might come do it. He <laughs> can come to Blanket Fort Studios. Open invitation. In. Nice. Paco's fantastic. <laughs> well, I remember. So when you first hit the scene, like sure. years ago mm-hmm. or whatever, um, I was booking that room in Hastings, and I saw what you were doing, and I thought it was amazing. I, which you don't want to toot your own horn, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll do right. it, right? And I booked that show in a way that I want to have a successful, great show. So I always make sure. That I I book it by invitation. I right. ask people to do the show if if I want them to do it, 
And uh, I did not know how new at this you were when I had you on <laughs> my show. Um, and that usually doesn't happen. Right. Like, the way I started booking that was anyone who had given me stage time or it was my way of sort of returning the favor. Like, yeah. I'll have them on the at the beginning of this paid show, um, throw them a little bit of cash, maybe feed them or whatever, and then um, that would return the favor. But um, I had started running out of those folks who, <laughs> and was, was starting to branch out. And I was like, yeah, you should totally come out and do it. And uh, did wonderful as far as I uh, can remember. It was years ago, but yeah, uh, it was, a while back. was not uh, unhappy with terrible. it. was terrible. Um, but it seems like on the outside looking in, somebody who's not you, having experiences like that should fix your problem. <laughs> yeah, you think. I mean, it's weird. I have no reason to be <laughs> as worked up about doing any of this as I am. It's, it's very have strange. You, have you failed? Like, have you had a terrible... Yes, there was like, one. Like, okay. No, there was two. Is it your version of terrible, or is it, like, everyone else's version of terrible? Ooh, I think it... One was pretty objectively I think it's, awful. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that one probably... You probably turned the crowd against you, but, I mean, up until you turned the crowd against you, like, maybe it wasn't so bad. But and, you did it again after though right yeah like you went back up yeah and i feel like that's that sort of like slaying the dragon or like that weird you know mm -hmm. like you're waiting for it to happen or at least any sane person yeah. who's doing this for the first time is waiting for the first terrible Major bomb, yeah. right and i mean that happened to me at louis i had i didn't tell anyone i was doing comedy ever for like the first six months of me doing comedy and i was doing it pretty regularly at the beginning uh, I didn't tell anybody, and then I finally told a friend of mine, and I was like, I'm going to be on at Louis. It was the first time I'd ever been to Louis, and um, I had spent most of my time at either Shakes or um, the the pool hall that used to- uh, Oh, play yeah. Time, yeah, playtime play uh, chokes on jokes. Yeah, uh, was out there a lot, and I had finally was like, I'm going to go to Louis and see what happens, and just ate so many dicks. Yeah. It was the worst show I'd ever done. Rest in peace, Eric Anderson. And uh, I, yeah, right- um, and I just, I never went back. I didn't go back yeah. to Louis for oh, shoot. six months probably. Right. Uh, and I blamed it on Louis. I was like, it's them. Mm. It's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was the crowd. It was everything else. Um, until eventually I, you know, started going back there obviously later, but, uh, yeah. that really has like a crazy weird effect on you. But I was glad when it happened in a way yeah. that it was over, like that it can't get any worse than the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. And which. Now, come to find out, you know, years later, it does get much worse. Like there are, <laughs> there are so many worse gigs than than that one was. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, that's a way of sort of looking at it. Where like it, it what are they going to do? Give you a damn comedy ticket? I mean, like, yeah. what's the worst that'll happen? <laughs> almost, I almost got a drink poured on me that one night. Oh shit! That was I, I bummed somebody way out. Yeah, I mean that would just... be. Like, physical violence against you is probably like <laughs> the worst thing that can happen. I think like. Well, I'd like to, like, you just don't have enough time in it yet to get, right. like, a shit gig. Like, I like stories of people having, like, the worst show ever. Bob, what's your, do you have a worst show ever? Oh, um, I mean, probably one of the worst ones that I, I mean Not, the most. you know, no names or anything, but, like. <laughs> I mean, no, I'll name You don't need names. to burn, burn bridges or whatever. Numbers. Well, I did a show in South Haven with a defunct headliner who always uh, basically always comes to town and then, uh. 
like makes money off his friends, like puts on a show and does okay. pretty much the same jokes. Like, I mean, he, he works like he, I'm pretty sure he's still a full time comedian and stuff and it's fine. Like, but it's just kind of like rock and roll comedy. Like mm-hmm. I, I've done a couple shows with him and, uh, he's always been good to me though, like paid me and stuff. So I can't really complain there. <laughs> sure. Um, but we did it in South Haven and Jen Dama and Tilka came with me and I was supposed to be featuring. It was like one of my first feature gigs. Like I was doing like 20 minutes and, uh, it was in a dining room, like a two-tiered dining room. The stage was the upper tier of the dining room that had a railing around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, there's about 20, 30 people there in the back of a bowling alley in South Haven. Neat. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I can't remember. Like, Tilkin Dama both did time. And then he said he was going to, like, buy us food or something and didn't end up buying the food. But also, like, during the show... I'm halfway through my set or not even maybe eight minutes through my set. And it's like, not good. (laughs) Like I can look back on it and be like, yeah, this is not good at all. Sure. And, um, basically some guy answers a phone in the middle of the show. (laughs) Yeah. And then a minute later answers a second phone. (laughs) Oh, so he was a drug dealer. Yeah. He's literally, I don't know. Yeah. He's literally (laughs) talking. He's talking on two phones at one time. That's how little he cared about you and your life. (laughs) Well, I'm like, Hey man, shut the fuck up (laughs) and put your phone away. And he's like, no. And like, and someone in the crowd goes, yeah, shut the fuck up. And he tells the guy in the crowd, like, fuck you. He's like, fuck me. Fuck you. The guy's like, you just said, fuck me. Boom. They get in a fist fight in the middle of the show. Like everyone kind of like scatters and like 10, there's like a 10, 20 minute break while everyone, like they kick that guy out. Like there's no security or anything though. We're in a like dead bowling alley in the middle of (laughs) like the late summer, like August. So it's like. It's near in South Haven, so people are like at the beach all day getting drunk. Like no yeah. one's coming to the bowling alley. There's like three lanes actually getting bowled on. So like somehow this was the space that he rented for the show. And uh, I ha- he like comes back up and he's like, hey 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 like gets everyone started back in. And he's like, all right, here's Bob again. And it was another fifteen. <laughs> Wrap minutes. it up, Bob. Come oh my god, I was like so frazzled. You by see, that. Adam, this is what you're working towards. Oh good, yeah. I can't yeah. wait like to have a. A fist fight in the audience. Greatest of all time. I mean, that was fun. Like, I, I, I feel like that's probably one of my best stories that I choose to forget. <laughs> I, I one time did comedy on the back of a converted flatbed uh, semi trailer uh, at a festival for nobody. Oh god! Uh, it, during a rainstorm uh, in, at like one o'clock in the afternoon. That was one of the worst shows that I've ever had. Oh god! Um, there the the show where. The guy who owned the bar started groping the people. That oh, were on. the Harvest Moon! Yeah, Ooh. is that even we a place there. anymore? Yeah, and he was sending shots to Bird yep. while he was trying not to drink. Right? Yeah, we're like, calm uh, the fuck down. He's trying to not drink, and he's like, pussy. Yeah, that's drink over. It. That's over by Parchment. Is that it's still like, open? I don't think so. Because I feel like that guy should no, be dead because, by now. No, uh, because I can't remember. I he oh, took, I work with someone who was a co-owner of that, who like helped build the bar and the stuff. The man took his leg off. He was an <laughs> amputee. He took his fake leg off and started swinging it around. He, the wait oh, staff, he did? Yeah, the staff. I missed kicked, that part. The staff kicked him out of his own bar. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know he took his leg off he and was, used it as a weapon. He I remember laying in the parking yeah. lot on his back, swinging it around, and I just drove away. I just left. I, <laughs> I didn't pay for my meal. That's yeah. the first time I'd ever ditched. I think we all walked out on our tabs. Yeah, it's the first time I'd ever ditched on a tab, and I was there was just no one in the bar. I couldn't pay anybody. 
Like, right. I'm like, who the fuck do I give this money to? And I'm getting the hell out of here before this guy gets arrested in his own bar. Right. And I just I just left, man. It was fucking nuts. I so. didn't realize he was waving his leg around it like was a weapon. Nuts. I know it was like it must like it was like not as crazy as it sounds, yeah. but it was like it was very ineffectual. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he I was, remember him laying in the parking lot. He got super, super drunk and his own staff didn't want to deal with him anymore. Never get high on your own supply. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, look at all this stuff you have to look forward to, man. It's the greatest. Can't wait. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, man. Yeah, I I forgot about that one too, but that yeah. one was bad. Like I've done like an afternoon festival thing. Yep. It was in the middle of winter. It was like a western thing that uh, I got through the old GM of Shakespeare's. Like they were like, hey, like can you get some comedians together to go do this thing for this western <laughs> festival? Yeah, the one I'm I did like, was a, a charity event for cancer, <laughs> and it, it was a two day event. I had already the first day was the worst, and the second day I was still roped in, so I had to do it again. It was. Ungood. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to sign up for this. Is what I'm going to do this week, though, to go towards it. Is I'm going to sign up for my fitness pal and start keeping track of what I'm eating and everything, there and you go. making sure I'm hitting calorie goals. Boom! Yeah, I'm going to unwrap that notebook. Yeah, you got to unwrap. Right. You're going to unwrap that notebook. I'm a good thing. I don't know. It's a good thing that this is like a really abstract goal because at first Adam was like, "I'm going to write a hundred jokes and you're going to lose a yep. hundred pounds." And it's like, <laughs> well, you better start writing three jokes a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's going to be a tough goal to Quantify. manage. Yeah. yeah, but I like it. I mean, it's something to shoot for, for sure. It's definitely something. Well, yeah. it's like, um, well, the other thing that we always talk about too, though, is like how you go on stage and you don't really like. I mean, when you go on stage, like, how do you remember your jokes? Like, how do you do your act? Like, uh, so I have it sort of set. I mm-hmm. know kind of which ones lead into the You next. know, like the best punchlines. But punch it took lines. a long yeah. time. Yeah. It took a long time to figure out which pieces of the puzzle kind of fit together, and I still rearrange stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah. And then I do also have a cheat that I use. If, I, okay. if I'm doing a, a very long set, like if someone is expecting me to do more than like 30, right. 30 minutes, I have a smartwatch. Yeah. And I have taken a screenshot <laughs> of my set list. So you can do the drink and I and then... set my set list as the background of yeah. my watch so I can, you know, check the time with quotations. And then uh, really, I'm just looking at my set Which list. Which so. every once in a while, like I, I used to do that probably up until like two or three, two and a half years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the more I've been featuring and like trying to do like more headline sets and stuff. Is I've been doing more just fly without wires, just like, but it's still you do like the memorize the bullet points, yep. and then you know the you know the joke so well from practicing them that you know the punchlines to hit. And I've and then, gotten to the point too now where if someone like, if it someone references something in the audience and yeah. I have a joke that's kind of similar, I can be like, oh, I know, I have a joke like that. I'll tell right. that joke. And you, you work it in, and, and then you can shuffle kinda, them around. Yeah, yeah, get back to where you left off so and stuff. So. That's that's what I do only with like fly. Tr- I try and fly without the wires now, like sure. do it without the the safety net because I find that if you forget something, then it's just you either remember it, like you record it, so that. You remember it like you find out what you forget because then you're like, oh, shoot, I just left this line out when you listen back. But also then you either remember right then, hey, I don't forget that next time or mm-hmm. you have to think, was it that important? Was it funnier sure. without it? Yeah. Should I put it somewhere else? Like I kind of work in a constant like state of editing and improvising to be able to leave myself space for this stage. Adam, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, from what I've gathered, yeah, you're very it's very scripted. Is that uh, entirely 100 yeah. percent scripted? <laughs> 
I, I walk around my house for several hours every time right before I come out to like, do comedy. Like you're memorizing just, uh, Shakespeare lines? Exactly, yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I actually have an SM58 I carry around in my hand like a crazy person. Do you ever, <laughs> so you, do you don't ever record yourself? Um, you do? I have a couple that exist. I don't mean I like need to, oh, you mean, stage. No, I don't. I haven't gotten the habit when I yet. was in school, I was in theater. I was mm-hmm. heavy into theater and uh, we did all of like, we had like Follies shows where we had to write our own scripts. Like it was all like student driven stuff like that. So we would recommend to each other, but this was before so like cell phones were a thing right. really. Uh, I mean, everyone had like a razor flip phones or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. um, or like those old Nokia brick phones, but, uh, yeah, too I, indestructible. We, we would bring in like old school tape recorders and say, it is so much easier to, re- to remember your lines. If you would just record yourself reading it straight out the script and then just play it back to yourself over and over again. It's like remembering, you know, like if you ever had like your favorite comedy album. Right. And you would remember those just from writ, just from listening to them over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah. And so you can recite those word for word. What's to stop you from doing the same thing with your own jokes or right. your own lines or whatever? So that's what we used to do in uh, theater. And uh, I think that helped um, me in a way, too. Like I would, if I can listen to myself tell my jokes... Uh, it just helps them stick in the order and keeps right. that stuff. And yeah, I feel like the the recording process and like force it's hard to listen to your own voice. Yeah. At oh, first, I hate for it. Sure, I still hate it. I mean, I don't, I don't always do. I don't mind my voice. <laughs> just really lay it on smooth, sultry <laughs> yeah. porn DJ. Coming voice at you, I'm a 15s. Everybody, <laughs> clean your keyboards, everybody. <laughs> Hold on while I off my. Uh... <laughs> you gonna wipe everything down again? <laughs> yeah, I gotta wipe off my uh, fucking cell phone screen now. <laughs> it's too sultry. The, yeah, the dulcet tones of. It's too hot. Matt Harper, you need a drop. You need something. It just says it's too hot. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna do you the soundboard, soundboard on nice. my phone because that's what I was talking about. Is I'm gonna get one of those magnetic mounts so I can just like put it up here. And then we'll have like the notes. It's a work in for, progress. Like, that, that should the be show. a secondary yeah. uh, goal for you. I think eventually I want to get like a tablet to be able to do drops and stuff. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I part of this like because eventually like I want to lose the weight. I want to keep it off. But then eventually I'm thinking about uh, like because basically how I learned how to do the podcast and all the stuff that goes into it is like I found these classes that were like five or ten bucks online. One of them was supremely useless. Sure. It was like the whole thing. Like, you know how you're making fun of me when I was like, oh, yeah, I put a blanket over my head like yep. to record this. And I'm like trying to find at least like an intermediary level like podcast thing because it's like we know enough just from being around recording equipment for five to ten years how to like make things sound decent. Sure, like we're, yep. I'm not an audio engineer by any means, but it's like I have an idea how to put microphones together well, anymore though the fucking the program will take care of so much of it for right. you if you just know how like you've got to learn how to use you gotta, it clearly, you gotta but... figure out what your tools are yep. or what plugins you can get well like one of them was like completely useless it's like it's a podcast is a broadcast on your ipod yeah. <laughs> and then she's like she's like yeah you can get like it's like basically getting like a Mr. Radio or whatever those like, Mr. Microphone Mr. Microphones mm-hmm. yeah she's like oh you just get a Mr. Microphone and then you put yourself under a blanket at your desk and that'll help cut the sound I'm just like give me someone who actually like can like make something that sounds good and is doing this at a professional level because like that's I want to at least do it as professionally as possible yeah, so for sure but I want to do things like maybe try and learn 
play piano and like some other things to like help improve Add my some secondary production goals and stuff. So yeah, stuff, yeah, we've got we've got some in the works there a little bit. So where does Adam? Where does your uh, crippling uh, stage fright stem from? Do you think was I, there an event as a child, or <laughs> were you ever just kind of thrown out on stage? Or? Because you touch I yourself at night. I, I don't think there ever was like a. I don't have any traumatic experience. No poorly I think timed so. spotlights. What's on your here? What's your origin story? Yeah, yeah unless I've just this. unless I've completely blocked it out to a point where I can't even remember. I mean, the origin story for Bob's goal is just food, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, just delicious like, food, right? My right. dad didn't love me enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just Do you think you have an addictive personality, Bob? Like do you think like is food an addiction to you? I mean, food definitely is an addiction. I mean, I I feel like a lot of like other addictions I've just been able to like if it's something severely self-destructive, I've been oh. able to curtail. Like I quit smoking cigarettes in the last year and like I mean, basically I was talking about it on stage on Thursday for the first time. Uh but like I've talked about it on here a little bit, but my dad just passed away this year at 57 Yeah, and my main goal, and I just had my daughter this year as well. So I became sure. a father at the same time. I've gone through this. Like I haven't had the whole chance to really accept it or grieve everything. Cause I've been so busy with sure, everything. Yeah. So it's like my main goal is to like get healthy so that I don't put my daughter in that position one day and like be there for my family, for Amanda and Finley, like to yeah. be part of their lives for a long period of time is my main concern right now. And like, I feel like it'll, like, I'm happy. I'm very happy right now. I'm very fulfilled, but I feel like this is something that I need to work on. Yeah. Like, because I've almost spent a full year or it might be a year, like, not being a regular smoker. Like, there's times that I've slipped up, but it's like, I've pretty much, com I've completely quit smoking. Like, I don't buy cigarettes. I don't yeah. smoke cigarettes. And, like, it's, that's been a big thing. I think that wasn't helpful with the weight. So now it's like yeah. I'm focusing again on like the eating and the weight and everything. So sure. it is probably still like a main addiction for sure. Like just the snacking and the eating. It's a comfort thing yeah. for sure. I know like for me, I don't do anything. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Right. I don't really go out at night and do things. I'm not like, I, but I, but food is definitely it's my like your vice. thing. It's like, yeah. like I don't do any of that other stuff. Just let me have this. And then that just like, thinking that way has yeah. led to this point. Okay. Like it's been like, yeah. And I, I feel like my father had an addictive personality too. Like he was, right. there were pictures of him when we were little and he just always had like a flask on him. Oh, okay. He was just always around it. And I was like, I don't want to end up like that. So yeah. I just avoided it at all costs um, because I know that that's like, I feel like that's in me. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. clearly based on my eating habits it is like right that's, that's somewhere in there and it's hard to avoid that too yeah and like i feel like in my family like that was my dad too it's like yeah. a lot of the reasons why he's not with us right now is a lot to do with the way he chose to live his life yeah. and his addictions and, and my my dad had like a i guess your stereotypical like come to jesus moment yeah like, where he was just like done drinking altogether and that's just he doesn't drink at all either now yeah like it's been decades since i've seen and that's that's great drunk yeah. so but uh okay back to your <laughs> origin story yeah we... okay so we mentioned addictive personality i call spider-man you pointed to yourself oh my god in yes, silence I have, I have such a dangerously addictive personality like i can't that's why i'm trying to get addicted to like positive good things because <laughs> okay. i have no self-control whatsoever i will just get go addicted off the to rails the vote. instantly <laughs> oh yeah that's another thing i need to try if you try to get high on life yeah i'm trying yeah. how high on life do you feel right now i drank that coffee way too fast and it's it's making my tummy hurt uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> move the mic down we need, we need to listen in oh god yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah get some up. rumbles live <laughs> 
No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind. Con- oh, that was a, here it is. No, that nice. was. <laughs> I need that cough button. Yeah, we do. Burp button. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. It's just like. But yeah, no, I can't really think back. I didn't do any sort of really performing or anything when I was a little kid. I mean, I went to actually I went to Catholic school until I was in third grade. So we had the obligatory, you know, Christmas program or whatever those things are. But you could blend in in yeah. that. In Is that, that where they just format. line you up and hit you with rulers? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> There's probably a lot of repressed memories from Catholic school that I have. Who knows? <laughs> but um, but no, and then I was in a band for a while um, when I was, you know, in uh, getting out of high school, going into right after high school, you know, were 17 you, to 20 or so. Were you critical of that band? Like, do you Oh, feel like- definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I started as a guitar player, and then I grew my hair really long and emo-y sure. over my face, so I could just, like, I, I, I needed, like, some sort of separation that was your from, boundary from yeah, yeah yeah you had that that doom dread in the front of your face yeah yeah okay. so because I, I always feel like i just need some sort of degree of separation yeah from people's opinions <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> like i've never been and i've never been lambasted by anybody either i've never had somebody come up and just tell me how awful they think anything i've done is so but i don't really i have no reason to but that's you though, right? Like you yeah. are that person yes. to you. Like you're the person Absolutely. that are okay. I feel like it's because I'm not getting it from other yeah. sources. I have to give it to myself, but then I just way overcorrect. There is, I think, that part of people that like that need to be reaffirmed, like that aren't. Like that never right. get that sort of confirmation that like like you might feel like this is good. Like you might think to yourself, I'm I, this is okay. Like I'm doing okay. But there's nobody like there's no one to like verify, I guess. Like because everyone yeah especially for us like in comedy that's hard to figure out too because everyone's so supportive they're not going to walk up to you and be like that was pure garbage like that was yeah. pure, pure fucking horse shit like you need to do this over again or whatever like just go away and never come back right like that just doesn't happen so it becomes a question of whether like people do like they're like am i really okay at this or is just nobody willing to tell me how terrible it is and things like that too so i feel like that's a part of people's like process to deal with this shit too is to try to figure out whether or not like you're comfortable enough with it to get by without having people constantly telling yeah. you how yeah there's there's a lot of self doubt to definitely get over and yeah. like yeah or like you think people are just blowing smoke up your ass or whatever but I mean I always feel like the people who are the most successful at this don't have that part of their brain and I hate them for it yeah the self doubt yeah they're just like so confident or like people that are like yeah fuck I've got 25 I've got 30 minutes and they've you know they've been doing this for you know six I mean, months and they're like yeah right. give me I got 45 I just did 45 minutes last week I like feel, let me do it you know? I feel like those are the people that, that definitely if they're not good though they definitely get themselves in over their head before too long and then they just think that the world's against them right. sometimes but I feel like those like are they're the fuck too faces cocky. that like ruin it for the rest of us well like, like you mean like okay burning bridges like it's like or like someone like say a, a promoter or a host goes to a venue yeah and they're like I want to do a show here and then the, the business is like great let's do it and then they come in hot and they're like we're gonna have the greatest of all time we're right. gonna sell out a thousand and then seats, they don't do shit and then seven people show up and then that business is like fuck comedy forever right I never want to do this again yeah which I mean that's been a big barrier to expanding like what we do in Kalamazoo and yeah. stuff but I mean like Part of my the the stage fright like thing that I wanted to share like a recent show that I've done like the last year uh, was I went and did a show for and I knew I hated him when <laughs> after because I was really, shots fired well I was really uncomfortable about it well he almost fu- like he fucked up the crawl space eviction stuff too he's a 
he's a crook, so he deserves to be called out. <laughs> Never borrow, let him borrow money from you. I don't know who this is. Um, don't don't forget the name. You're, no you're so he's new at this that you shouldn't care. Like you shouldn't associate your name with anything that's but good. Talk I, shit on anybody anyway. Well, it was like he moved to Kalamazoo. I never met him, and then like I thought it was Preston fucking catfishing me to drive down to because he's like oh you want to come feature well, my I, room i made that drive and i mean the room's not bad it's fine and he paid me but i did not get paid you didn't get paid he promised to no. pay you or he oh. get paid he doing treat, comedy he oh. treated it as an audition he okay. said come down you and another comic i don't yeah. know how comfortable so. we are with saying everybody's names but uh you guys come down together we'll both we'll put you both on and uh, it might lead to more work in the future. So yeah. basically it was drive all the way to Elkhart, Indiana, uh, do time for free. We'll feed you like a buffet style kind of not great dinner. Right. No, it's, and, it's uh, like the staff there is great. That bar is great. Yep. But I mean, he needs to be not part of it. Because, <laughs> like, OK, I went there, though. And I did my set. I'll still do the room, though. If, yeah, anybody, yeah. if somebody wants to pay me to come down and oh, sell some if, jokes, if I'm, he'll, I'm If he'll in. pay me to go do the room or whoever is in charge of it, it's a great room. But, like, it doesn't need a crook in charge of sure. it. Sure. Because, yeah. uh, basically, I, I go, I do the show. It's been a while since I'd featured because it was, like, last fall. It was, like, right after I found out that I was going to have a child. So, like, I was starting to slow stuff down. And... Uh, I'd never done that room before, and for some reason, it was just, it's a little bit of a weird setup. It's like mm -hmm. a crowd where it's like, you know, it's always the same crowd that pays to come see the comedy show, and like, it's kind of an unruly, slightly country crowd. And like, I did my set, it went. Was the host like a radio guy? Or um, was it? No, it was just, I thought I was getting catfished, like, all the way up until, like, yeah. the very, like, until he showed up, and I'm like, okay, you're real. Met an actual human yeah, person. Cause yeah, because I'd been talking to him for, like, three weeks, and then he's like, oh, you want to come do this show? I want to see how you do. Like, he didn't give a fuck about how I did. Like, he, like, took me off stage, like, 15 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, the homemade sign. I was looking at that. <laughs> Blanket <laughs> Ford Studios. I'll, I'll get Joe Williams to recreate that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But, uh, Anyhow. basically, yeah, so... He cuts like he get take like I'm getting like a good rhythm and the crowd is enjoying it. But then, yeah. like, cause uh, the headliner was like a half hour late or something. Like he didn't get there until like I was, like literally like he did. Fifteen minutes up front. He let me do fifteen minutes. Then he did like another twenty minutes. So Jesus. he took me off stage so he could do more yeah, time. Yeah. In front of the headliner. To be like oh, but all his shit is just like oh, like fat white women like black guys type <laughs> shit. And with in front of like a black headliner and an all white audience, yeah. <laughs> who's all like pissed off that fat white women want to sleep with black men. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. But the, comedy's this weird. This isn't about that commentary. Yeah. Comedy is weird. But the, his jokes are shit. Also, but fucking. <laughs> I'm a little bit uneasy by the whole situation. So like, I didn't really focus on my set, but I had a good set. Like the crowd liked it. Like I sold, I I, I sold some buttons. I think I didn't have my pins yet, but I sold yeah. some buttons. Like. I sold some merch. Like people were talking to me after the show. Like I got paid as soon as I I got there. That's what you should do, Adam. You should get a joke and that you really like. <laughs> get some merch made, and your goal should be to like sell like twenty shirts by the first year or something. <laughs> like just one. some some sort of arbitrage, like something you can put a pin on. Like you can put right. a number associated with. Not only do I have to, I have to get good enough to make merch like i have to get good enough to like a joke enough that i'm going to keep telling that's the problem with merch because you're stuck with that fucking joke forever oh like, yeah you know what i mean until yep. you run out of those shirts or whatever uh but yeah you should find a joke that you like 
then make a make a shirt or a button or a fucking sticker or something out of it and then sell x amount of those things that 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 should yeah. be a, that's a, a goal, that's a, a good intermediary your... goal in between now <laughs> do, and having an album yeah do the, do the road merch thing that's right or we could uh take the faces that joe made for us and we can each get pin buttons made with our faces <laughs> on it and see who sells more <laughs> right that's a good one too no competition <laughs> but anyway so before we we'll take a break here in a second like this has been good conversation for yeah. sure um, but yeah, so my whole stage fright thing was like, just, it, I was fish out of water, never been there before. Like sometimes like, do you ever just get to a point where like, let me ask you guys, like, I already probably know your answer, but you ever go on a stage that you've never been on before in front of an audience that you're unsure about. And like, maybe you have like a 70%, 80% set. Like you never get completely comfortable on stage. Like, have you ever, I, one of my worst fails of all time, I was, uh, Steve Iatt. Uh, had asked me to perform with him. Steve is the greatest of all time. Right? Yeah. You ever get a chance to see Steve? No, I, I've 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 seen him quite I, a few times. He's I'm, fantastic. I'm not talking to you, Bob. I'm talking to your listeners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you, as the listeners, ever I'm get agreeing. a chance, to <laughs> see, listeners, to I need yeah. I need to get. Yeah, I forgot that people were listening. Right. To yeah. Us. You got to imagine so, yeah, someone else. Go, is in on go this. check out yeah, Steve. Yeah. Check out Steve. But anyhow, he I had me go. Say, <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, Matt. Come on. No. Um. Yeah. Go check out Steve. Anyhow. Uh. I was working with him. He had asked me to do a show with him at the South Haven Country Club. Yeah. Or Yacht Club, right. I want to say. Ooh. And yeah, so it was already like way too swanky for me. Like I, didn't, <laughs> You're like, I, I did not belong. belong. Yeah. And I didn't really have. Jinx. I had the. the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, my podcast's over. None of us can talk anymore. I got Jinx. It's just me, guys. I'm going to be. All right. Welcome, to the, welcome to the Jinx cast, everybody. We just... <laughs> Every episode, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> you should just jinx Mandy next time. Yeah. You guys do your intro it's thirty seconds that. long. Every episode, it's just, just jinx, 40, and then dead 40 silence. Minutes of silence, just just, dead air, and, or, and then someone pops open a coke, and then the show starts again. I just figured out the funniest. You have to restart the podcast yeah. after you get jinxed. Uh, All right. Um, but like nobody cared, right? Like I'm in, I'm at the South Haven Yacht Club. The mayor of South Haven is there. Oh, really? You met and, the mayor? Yeah, and they gave it like they paid for a meal for us, and it was this really like lavish sort of environment. And uh, I didn't meet the mayor. I went up and told shitty jokes in front of the mayor. Yeah, and nobody cared. Like they wanted, they didn't want to hear about me talking about my dumb fat guy bad at parenting jokes. Like right. they don't give a shit. Like they would step on me. On the curb, like they don't, they don't, <laughs> they're all they rich. would step over me as I lay dying. They don't give a shit, right? But then Steve gets up and starts shitting on them, yeah, as people. Like, yeah, he's like, Look at this guy over here, look at how he's dressed. He looks like an idiot, and everyone's like, Oh my god, he does look like an idiot. No one's ever talked to us like that because we're so much better so that than just you. Shows and his they, experience they loved and... it, like they ate it up, yeah. and, it was, and I just was sitting there with my head down. They paid me with a check. And uh, that might have been one of the first shows that I to ever got paid with a check. But I just was so ashamed of myself and my <laughs> performance there. I was supposed to do 20. I think I did 16 minutes. I think I, I was oh, like, yeah. it's not going to get any better than this. I'm out. Like, I was just like, here we go. This is going to be my last joke. And off I go. Uh, which I also, I hate it when somebody does, like, they're, they have an allotted amount of time. Yeah. They're, like, just eating dick. And they're like, I'm going to go through it every second. 
of the right, time you I was given. To you don't need to get to 20. Like, it's nope. better to leave the audience wanting more or at least or like, put in a reasonable a amount of you time and it, get the fuck off stage. Find a laugh. I think I, that's what it was. I got a laugh at 16 minutes, and I was like, that is good enough. Like, yeah. I will not get better than this. I'm out. Well, that's like the open micer show the other day. Is like everyone gets Ooh. like their first laugh, and then they went two minutes over their time. Yeah. Yeah, that was and, fun. And I wasn't hosting directly, but I ended up like doing twice the work I normally do. But thank <laughs> you for your help, Adam. That was invaluable. I don't think I helped anything. No, I, you did Something good. was going on. You were you were doing all the hosting without actually getting on stage introducing people. You were doing all the hosting work. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like to circle back to the beginning of the conversation, like at that show and I go upstairs and it's like the first time I'm like really talking to him and like. He's like, what do you think of the show? And I was like, well, it's it's nice little room. Like, there's like 100 people. Like, that's great. And thanks for paying me. Like, I just, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I did that well. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, you know, like when it's the first time, like maybe you're a little bit off. Like I had to work all day. Like I don't, I didn't feel super prepared. And like, you know, sometimes just when it's your first time on stage, like sometimes you just don't feel completely comfortable up there. And he looks me in the eyes, like completely emotionless, goes, no, I've never felt yeah, that way in my right. entire life. I don't know anybody who has. And you're, that was the broken. moment. That like <laughs> he looked at like no he it wasn't even like dead. It was like a looking so down was he, on was me. Was he big dicking you then? He was, was like, he like big dick. He's like no man. Like I don't. I've never feel felt that and way. And there wasn't even like, like he's a just way of... into himself. Like he was nice. He's like high charisma and he's like nice to you but he's like no dude i've never there felt wasn't that like way the slightest like amount of just him being like a like, like just human. kind of a funny dick move like no like it was like if you were to say that to me and be like yeah i don't know what you're talking about no I, it I never, was straight i never up, felt like an idiot before no but. it was straight up like a put down and like okay. a, who are you like you feel awkward on stage sometimes like that's when i knew i fucking hated him and then he turned out to be a crook so yeah, yeah. That was that I've, was. I've it. heard bad things. I've never dealt with a man directly, other than him inviting me down to not get paid to tell jokes. Right. Well, there's that. Which I did for no reason. He'll he'll, was... he'll probably pay Dustin Diamond to stab me now <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> if I don't pick him up from. The, I'll, I'll probably still have to pick him up from the airport too. We had and to get drive, to open. We had to drive back in in one of the worst snowstorms that I've ever driven in all the yeah. way. And it took us an extra like two and a half hours to get back. It right, was unbelievable. Did you bad. try and go the like the crisscross way back to one thirty one? We just went. <laughs> GPS said go this way. And oh I did. shit! <laughs> well, so. that'll conclude part one. Happy birthday, Adam. Oh God! Hey, Happy birthday to now. you. Uh. Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy Ooh. birthday, dear Adam. We'll be hey. back from this break. Cha cha cha. And many more. <laughs> Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And we want you to listen to another Another episode episode podcast. podcast. Each week, we bring in a comedian to help us talk about our awkward teen years. And the movies that got us through it. We talk about movies like Stand By Me. Clueless. Little Shop of Horrors. Baseballs. And so many more. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and anywhere you find your podcasts. So we look forward to you joining us on another another episode episode podcast. podcast. (laughs) we had like a a total like practice run that i wanted to like be the first episode yeah and then like adam like completely froze oh my brain melted (laughs) it was insane like i was uncomfortable 
it on like a new level. That was weird. I don't yeah. know what happened. Like I had an out of body experience that night. It was got weird. Was that well? Was that the night that we tried on the Zoom recorder? Because or there's technically two. There's the practice run with the Zoom recorder, yeah. and then we deviated that we're gonna create like the studio. And like that week, I set up the foam. I set everything up, and he gets yeah. here, and he's just like. Holy shit. <laughs> like, we're doing this. This like, is real life. It became he, a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you know me. It's like, I'm very directly, like, I don't let any, like, if I get my mind on something, like, with the show and sure, stuff, like, yeah. especially where I'm hosting, I like things to be a certain way, and I just fucking do it. I make it happen. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of like, I just, I bought the foam. I bought, like, I made sure I had everything else. Adam bought the microphones and stuff like that. So, we're pretty much 50-50 on everything. And I just set it up, and we're, like, ready to go. And he's like, this is practice, right? I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> I we did a, a practice for for mine, uh, before we even knew what like the name was yeah. going to be. Um, we wanted it to be called, or I wanted it to be called this again, uh, because that's of this, pretty good. The, the premise, the stupid idea, was doing that same movie. Yeah, yeah. Was doing Groundhog Day over and over again, uh, and I just wanted it to be like, hey, welcome back to this again, and it's just the same movie every week. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I think it, if you could have like ballsed it out, like oh, it would have been if. If I was doing it by myself, I think I could have handled it. Have you thought I, of like trying to start a second project I, just no, for when you're bored? Just just continue to do Groundhog Day episodes over and over yeah. again just for myself. Uh, no, I just I, it, it would kill <laughs> like me. Like your new take on well, you don't have to watch it. You can just like go through the clips. Like sure. just basically, that was the point. So I, are, we are recording, correct? Maybe okay. Um, wouldn't uh, you like to know? Yeah, right. We have. Like, am I telling you this? Am I telling you this, or am I telling the audience? The this? audience, because um, you already Do you know. Break the fourth wall like that. Because <laughs> you, because you already know this. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I didn't want you to come at me again. <laughs> I already know that, Matt. That like, wasn't. That wasn't. <laughs> how I was. I was just like, no. I was like, yeah, Steve. Steve I, that's I, great. I was trying to. I feel like I just come off as a dick sometimes. <laughs> Like I can't You're help like, it. No, I, I know Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve. I was like, yeah, 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 Steve. <laughs> I meant to be like supportive of the comic. Okay, so Anyhow. that's that. We just found Bob's new goal: be less of an asshole. <laughs> um, so we, the intention was to start that by doing the dumb joke. Right, every week was going to be Groundhog Day every yeah. time. And the comedian, I wanted it to be that we didn't release any episodes for like the first 10 or 15. I wanted right. them to bank a bunch. That way, all of the comics had never heard that yeah, yeah. podcast and they would be like none the wiser. Like they all thought they were going to be like the legit, like first. Uh, it's you know, hard. It's hard to sit episode. there and start compiling the content yeah. and like figuring out how to do the podcast stuff. Cause even this, I've got like three episodes that I could possibly put yeah. out. And it's just like I want to start releasing it like right now, and it's like I want to, but also I want to stick to a schedule and That's I'll what, thank myself well, we later. Got, we got to three episodes of doing the same movie, and the point was, um, <laughs> like all it. we had to do because we play clips on the show, so all we had to do was the research for one movie. Yeah, we, all, we had to pull clips for one movie, and it was just cycle out the guest, and every right. guest was going to have clearly every guest would have a different take on the film. Yeah, There's a lot of weird shit you can get into in Groundhog Day. I right? feel like you should try and like still cycle it in every once in a while I want to for do people who are ignorant to every it. year i want to do a groundhog day special on i want to release i want to i want to do like day. your five-year anniversary <laughs> groundhog day um but we got to five we recorded five episodes yeah and i wanted to kill myself oh, i was God, like this is yeah. fucking awful right how many hot takes can you have on this fucking movie <laughs> and it got to the point where we were having people that were like 
I love this movie. It's great. And then we'd have someone else come on and be like, this movie is fucking awful. It sucks. Yeah. And then we had Stu McAllister on and he was like, why isn't this fuck just raping everyone? Like he's got no consequences. <laughs> you, but you know he did at some point. Yeah, like, or he had to have, right? He's like, well, isn't there some part where he like alludes to it where he's kind just of. like, I already know well, what you look like. Well, he takes advantage or... of like he kind of weirdly takes advantage of several women yeah. in the town and just yeah, it's it's weird. You but. know, like, and it's like he's been doing it for thousands of years or something at some yeah. point to where he's well, like, well, there's different takes. Which, if you guys really want to know, you can go back and listen to my podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there at the end. We'll plug stuff <laughs> yeah, in another the right way. Podcast. Yeah. No, it's fine. We can um, plug all the time because we do talk about like different takes on that film and how long he was in the loop for. Okay, uh, but yeah, you can go back and listen. But uh, yeah, he clearly was doing some terrible things to terrible people and yeah he had no consequences why wouldn't you you know what i mean right which i mean we can get some plugs out of the way right now okay. um before we get to the end like why not why not plug it now okay um which probably you'll be like we bought we i already dropped an ad of yours into the previous episode so yeah a week later we'll be getting this uh this should be coming out the 21st of september um right. adam and i will be performing with bobby kelly at shakespeare's on september 28th and uh, we have physical tickets available, and they're available online still, hopefully. Or hopefully not. Hopefully it's sold out, and, <laughs> yeah. like, this is useless, like the Stanhope show. And as um, of this moment, we haven't done the show at the Waldorf, but it yeah. will have already happened by It'll the time be fantastic. you're listening to it, and it was the greatest goddamn It'll show of all time. It'll be the greatest show of all time. No, I'm looking forward to that so much. Yeah. I, I wish we could release this before that, but... Uh, I, I don't, well, it's not like probably already on its way to selling out pretty quickly. Yeah. Or... It's going to get there. They yeah. always, they all do. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad to be back. I'm so happy. And I'm so understanding of like, you got four shows a yep, year. Yep, you yeah. got hundreds of comedians asking you. And it's like, obviously, like you're saying, you got to cycle through the people who've given you chances mm -hmm. and stuff. And then like people who you see as like people that you want on your show, sure. you have that discretion to make. So it's like, and it's also I'm, a question really... of. Like whether or not I'm, I think people are ready yet too. Right. Because if you would ask, which you you probably did four years ago, you know, to come out and feature, I don't I know think... that I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's time. Fair. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you you did put me up for that guest spot, and I was still doing the cringy Jesus jokes for no sure. reason. Yeah. But <laughs> they were good jokes, but it's just obviously the wrong audience. Like I'm not gonna go do that shit in front of them. Right. Yeah. Like but I barely. I, yeah. There's there's a you can see when someone's kind of there, when someone's ready to yeah. do to move up that notch and 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 move up into the next spot up, which I've done a couple of occasions where I've moved someone who was featuring up to now come back and, and headline. Or on the rare occasion when the headliner just decides not to show up, right? Everyone automatically gets so shifted. So Dave up. Dyer, hopefully he didn't show up, and I have yeah, my my Pat Seaver like coming coming home moment yep. at the uh, like, Holly Hotel. That's like one of my biggest fears about comedy. Not that some is getting it, called it, up it, to the big leagues. No, somebody coming in and be like, okay, so you sociopathically like a crazy person put together your exactly ten minutes and thirty eight <laughs> seconds. Yep. Uh, you're gonna do 20 now, though. I'm like, the fuck I am. Yeah, that happened. Nope. To me. I'm just gonna do it twice. I'll just do the same jokes. We'll I was hosting back. for Dwayne Gill at uh, a theater gig he was doing. It was at like the Pip Theater somewhere in like the middle of Michigan. I don't right. know what it where it is. Pip. Uh, but he uh, he had me come out and he was like, "It's clean. We want you to Ooh. do. You're hosting, and we want you to host clean." He wasn't gonna necessarily be clean, but they needed the host to be clean. And he's like, "You're gonna come out. You, I need." Uh, 
10 to 15 minutes. Which in the end doesn't really matter. Right. And for me, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was so early in it, I didn't know, understand what clean meant. I didn't right. know. Clean can be very filthy. Yeah, it really depends on who your it's audience like, is. Don't say fuck more than three there times. There are so many places that literally you just, the only stipulations is you do not say fuck. You can say literally anything else. But do not say fuck, I, right? I think this day and age, it's clean means don't make fun of Republicans. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. But this one was like, be clean and then do your your best 10 to 15, right? Yeah. So I did. I went up and I hosted the shit out of it, right? I was the greatest of all time. And I did my 10 to 15 clean. And then we, uh, Andy Bledsoe was up as the feature. And yeah. he did his time. And then after Andy, they broke for a, a, a break. They went yeah, that's and had a, an tough. intermission. And then they came back from intermission, and it was a raffle. There was some sort of an event, oh, and it, no. there was a raffle happening. <laughs> so some bingo for a couple hours. Some lady comes up and does the raffle, and then Dwayne comes to me, and he's like, I want you to go back up there and do another 5 to 10. Good luck clean. following the raffle. And I'm like, I'm like, Dwayne, I don't have another 10, 5 to 10 clean. Did you do the like, same one? No, I was just like, I have some jokes that I can maybe. And for me, again, most of my stuff is clean. Right, and I just didn't know it was clean. I <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I didn't realize like if you refer to things, it's okay. Do you have to run you... it past them real no, quick? No, or... I just was like, okay, I'll go up and do whatever time. And I ended up going up and doing like four and a half minutes. And I right. was like, that's it. I'm, that's all I got, guys. Goodbye. And I brought Dwayne back out to close out the show. And of course, nobody cared. Like nobody in the audience was like, well, "That was weird." Or, right? Like yeah. he clearly didn't do the amount that of time was he too was supposed to dirty. be. No, it was like I was concerned that like I didn't do my time. Oh you know? yeah. But nobody in the audience gave a shit because they didn't know how much time I was supposed to be doing. Which and... I mean, that can be a mixed bag. But yeah. at the same time, it's like I usually feel like if I'm getting paid, I try and be close. But my but, thing yeah, was, if you're dude, in desperation, you asked me to do ten to fifteen. Clean, yeah, I did it. Now I, you asked me to do a half in, hour, and then you're coming back out to do another five to ten, and I'm like, I just that's not. But yeah, that's like what you yeah. were saying. Like someone pounces on you all of a sudden and is like, okay, we'll do twice as much time as you prepared for. That's actually what like, led to my worst show ever. Yeah, was yeah. That exact like, same what, situation. Yeah. What was it that happened? I don't know if we well, talked I got, about it yet. But yeah, yeah, I think we we touched on it last week or something, whenever, one of these weeks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I got out to a show to do 10 minutes for Perry. Uh, oh, yeah. My, my, I know him from way back. I was in the band with him for a while. Um, so I was doing his birthday show at Shakes and... Um, Everybody was supposed to do 10 minutes, and one of the six people dropped or something. So he's like, okay, so everybody's just going to do 15 now, so just do 15. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, well, I prepared exactly 10 minutes and 18 seconds worth of material, <laughs> so I guess I'll try to stretch some of that out. But then, uh, I don't know, I just I, I panicked or something, and then my, I just it got dark. I just tried to start stretching out sure. <laughs> stretching out concepts and it just they I already a couple of my jokes got right up to the line of where it's like getting a little, little bit edgy, yeah. dicey, like a little weird. Yeah. So but I but I do it in such like an absurd way that that's the joke of it is you can tell that I'm not serious about it. But then if I just keep hammering more tags into uh-huh. those jokes, it just it got really out of hand. It was <laughs> I was embarrassed for myself. But <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't really lose the audience entirely, but there was a couple of people that were very upset. But at the same time, was it more that you hadn't planned for the material, or just that yes. you? Yep, I didn't have anything else planned. So he's you... just like, "Oh, just like just freeze, just you know, wing it, man." So you like didn't have your script and just like started saying offensive shit. Yes. <laughs> or, okay. Yep. Yeah, you need to get some a, a couple pocket jokes that yeah. you just don't have on your list, but mm-hmm. they're just ready to go. Like yeah. Just... And the other problem I have is I try to I try to uh, flow all of my things together and exactly perfectly yep. seamlessly. So like I I don't have a way to like shoehorn in 
something to just like stretch it out or just add something out. So I need to get better at that. Right, yeah. And when you like you have everything strung together exactly how you want it and like your closer is your closer, mm-hmm. it's not like you can just tack some shit on at the end. Too. Right. You can't just be like, and here's some little weird shitty jokes that I wasn't really planning on doing. And then it just kind of. Well, well my scripts are end. so crazy that they include my outro. Oh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, it's insane. Yeah. Like insane Adam person. tells me he literally like practices it for weeks on end. Like he's still practicing for the 28th and now that yeah. he's got to be on a show tomorrow at rupert's last show of ever at rupert's rest in peace it was the greatest Until, of all time it was it was pretty good <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, all that's, that's one of your running things yeah. <laughs> we've been working on our running things but uh what were you gonna say about it uh but i was just gonna say that having that extra time that yeah, you yeah. didn't really plan for uh, I was on uh, Comedy Rumble, which we just had, we yeah, just yeah, had yeah, one at Shakes, yeah, yeah. but I was on one, uh, the Chastening Edition or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's and, a fun show for sure. there's supposed to be 30 comics doing 30, or 90 seconds, 90 right? seconds, yep. And 10 comics didn't show up at this Oops. other show for some reason. So, so did they give everyone a double run? They gave us all a minute and a half, or uh, a minute oh, and a half okay. extra, so it was all oh. three minutes long, right? Oh, wow. And I'm like, fuck, I did not plan, I planned a very specific 90 seconds you know what i mean like you if you're if you only get 90 seconds to get your point across you got to do it yeah in a way right in a in a specific sort of yeah heavily and so we got there and then they realized not all the comics showed up so they're going to give everybody twice as much time right i'm like fuck i most of the jokes that i the style of jokes that i tell are like uh, two minutes right anyway like uh, one joke for me yeah, yeah will yeah. last a while like i well, tell longer form jokes and, and honestly and that as a judge on that show uh comedy rumble by brett hayden it was uh-huh. an amazing show that i love yes. that concept it's so it's so perfect for like a um, intermediate level of comedy yeah cody holdridge like yeah, knocked you can it out of the park kill for 90 yeah. seconds but people don't like everyone who gets on that show doesn't realize like hey titan it up yep. tell a joke like get a punchline in there every 15 seconds is all you need to For do sure. and like keep people laughing the whole for time me, that was one of the most stressful shows i've yeah. ever done because i i had that restriction of time it like over the years of doing this it has gotten the longer i get to tell jokes right the happier i am yeah, like yeah, the more yeah, i yeah. can stretch my legs i can I you can feel pause, more comfortable yeah. i can take my time and really work the crowd with stuff but when you're restricted to that very tight amount of, and you've got to get as much shit as you can across, you know, in a small amount of time as possible, right. that was very stressful for me. But it was also fun. It was a, it was a weird experience to be, like, taken out of it. So, right. So yeah. Much. I almost got Adam to do that show at Shakespeare's. Yeah. I was like, you want to jump in on an alternate spot? I'll put you in. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is, like, the day of, I'm like, well, I would have needed two weeks to run out 90 <laughs> seconds worth <laughs> <for laughs> the script. Yeah. But I mean, do you feel like you've ever had that moment on stage, like, to sit there and savor it or, like, never? Nope. And that's what I'm trying to, to get to. I need to. I have like I'm out of body when I'm on stage. I, feel like I, I don't to... ever remember any time I've ever been on stage. It's, really? so, it's a horrifying blur. Because it's even. I feel like you should take a second. Like you should get halfway through your set and then ask somebody something in the crowd. Right. Like just I, be like, hey, is, is anybody celebrating have, anything or what? Just something. Yeah, you should have like an air break in the middle. Like especially if you're doing forced a, crowd work. Yeah. Yeah. Like force yourself to do some Yikes. crowd work or like. I would hate that myself. Yeah. yeah. That's no, the no, thing it's I would terrible. Not be. That's it's actually, terrible, but it's an exercise that might be use, yeah. useful. That was my second worst show of all time. I did. I tried to do that once <laughs> at, at Harvey's, and then I just boop. 
just lost well, my train of thought and just was like, okay, well, that was my a script good is broke. Impression. These <laughs> <laughs> mics are incredible. Good, good flatline impression. I was hosting at Grins last weekend, and I asked the crowd. It was the early show. Did you have fun? It was great. Nice. It was, it was fun. I mean, the show, uh, the Saturday Wait, you're with Dan and uh, Dan Curry and Matt Holt. Blugs. That's worth it to hang out with Dan. I, yeah, Dan's greatest great. of all time. Uh, Matt's great too. <laughs> but yeah, I've never met Matt, but I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, good guy. Um, I asked the norm- as the host up there, they want you to ask the audience if they're celebrating anything. Yeah, just to the- get them to shut the. Do fuck they out. ask? Okay, yeah. It's well, basically that's just a, a trope, anyways. But well, it it's, works. It's basically for me to find out where the bachelor party is, the bachelorette party. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And shut them down. They never. Is right that away. a new thing that they're doing? Or they like to do it just to make sure. Or is that, that what Garrett's technique? I. It's it's cross between from what I can gather. It's cross between like getting people engaged and interested yeah and also getting that out of their system yeah because i've hosted a handful of thursdays Mm -hmm. and also one weekend and like they never i was always thrown to the sharks yeah like it was they're like you know what you're doing right seth was a lot different yeah seth was very a lot more regimented and very like he had yeah i like the new guy though too yeah josh Josh, yeah josh is cool uh, they they don't give a fuck anymore. Like, yeah. they, you're there to just have a great time and a great show. Like, right, they don't right. care. Like, it used to it be. It feels had... like a lot less pressure, for sure. And BP's just like, yeah, cool. whatever. As long as you're doing your job, they it don't care. feels less gatekeeper around right. there well, these they, days. Uh, they used to have to say, like, the radio, like, you'd have to say on the radio station, the yeah, AM, the yeah, AM yeah. station, listen for this. And, like, it was a bunch of scripted shit that you right. had to deal with. Now, the only thing they care about is you just have to tell them where the bathrooms are. And the comment cards. You you, you have to say, go to the bathrooms in the back, and then you have to say, these are comment cards. Give us Fill your them out. emails, yes, bitches. It doesn't matter what you put on there. They just want your emails. No. So yeah, no one's ever going to look at want, those. If you want discounts to Dr. Grins, just make sure to put your email on there. That's right. That's right. Um, but I had made the mistake of uh, caring what the audience had to say. Like, I asked the audience if anybody was celebrating anything. Yeah. And there was absolute dead silence, right? Oh. And, I, and so I started commenting on the fact. It's like, is anybody mourning everything? That, that there was here? dead silence. And it fuck, it threw me off, man. Yeah. I, I don't talk to the audience ever. Like, I never directly address anybody in the audience, really, yeah. in, my, in my act. Uh, so doing that and having just zero response from anything really threw me off. And Did I you was, have to deal with, like, guest sets or anything? Or were you just doing the. Uh, we had a guest set, uh, the. The Saturday early show, uh, Nardos. Show. Oh yeah, yeah, Nardos and, uh, is the greatest. Yeah, of yep. all time. Uh, it was a ru- that Saturday show was was awful. Like honestly, the the show was great, but the audience was not having it. It was like it's like they wouldn't even look at us. Like, Dude, was... I I don't know the last time I was up there was uh, for funniest person in Grand Rapids, uh-huh. and like the last couple years, like I did pretty good in the front first round, and uh, this year, I mean, I was like I had to go first. Yeah. And oh, I, I didn't make it out of the first I, round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all, I've yeah. made it. Well, last three years, I got the judges pick for the first round. Yeah. And this year, it was just nothing because, well, I was trying my vaccine vaccine joke. That, <laughs> va- my vaccine. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because you mentioned it as vaccine. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Is that your daughter's name? Vaccine. <laughs> 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 Vaccine. Hi, this when is, I inoculate my, my daughter. This is my daughter's. This is my daughter, Vaccinine. <laughs> Dude, someone just named their daughter. Oh, for sure. No, but uh, there's no questions though. You don't no, have to I guess. Did, but She's I did definitely my vaccine, vaccinated. I did my vaccine material in 
Grand Rapids when I was first working on it because yeah. I was just like, this is gold. They <laughs> stared at me greatest of all time. like I was the biggest asshole in the yeah. world. Like it was so dead for like that beginning portion. And then after that, like, because it's like, I, I'm at a point right now where I can at least dig myself out of the hole. Yeah. Like, I mean, which I'd like, we need to yeah. figure out, we need to try and start deriving some steps for you on how you can get over it. Cause I mean, yeah. I pretty much like am a bad friend. So I'm just like, just fucking do it. <laughs> do, do the com do well, comedy I, the way I do it. Stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Fuck I you. I mean, that's all I know. I'm a bad father. <laughs> Wait, was that Bob talking just then? <laughs> that, sounded, that was a great, his greatest impression of Bob. I've get ever better heard. at it. It's not because I don't care. Yeah. I know who Steve Iot is. Okay? <laughs> Calm down. I feel attacked in my own house right now. <laughs> we need to leave the blanket for it immediately. You want to make fun of my blanket for studios now? No. It's great. But I mean, well, to me, though, that's just how I treated myself into doing it is just like fucking do it. Yeah. Because I used to be very introverted and very shy. And that's the amazing thing about comedy to me. And I, I feel like, it. do you feel like you've slightly been changed by it? Or do you feel like you haven't immersed yourself in it yet? Well, now that I'm 30, I feel older and yeah. wiser. <laughs> yeah. As of, yeah these I'm more introspective I'm, I'm 30 years myself. and 45 minutes as of right now. <laughs> Which is probably not even true, right? Like, you probably weren't born at, like, midnight. So Dude, does your I heart hurt now? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a I've, perfect answer. I have no, I have no idea when I was actually born. But do you, do you feel like what do, you, what do you feel like you've garnered from comedy so far? Um, w when I'm done with my set, it's one of the best feelings of of ever. It's, just it's like such a good adrenaline and dopamine. Yeah, especially when you do okay, because I try to write material that's like stupid and goofy. But like wide, like mass appeal enough. Like I don't care if I get into a room of fifty plus year old Republicans. I don't care if I get into a room right. of eighteen to twenty four year old, you know, college kids. I feel like my stuff is generic enough that I can find a lane, and, and I don't have to change my material up. That is the sweet spot you need to be in. There, I I get so sick of guys and girls who write their jokes. They're like, these are for me. Yeah. Like, these are my right. jokes for me. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's fine. You do you, whatever. And but you're not going to get yeah. booked. You're not going to. It's not going to be safe. Yeah, like, I write right. jokes for the audience. Like me as, like, a, as a booker, I want to look at the person that I'm booking on my show and know that it's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get any weird... I'm not going to get anything I don't expect. Right. If you, if you tell me how much time to do and you let me do just exactly that amount, I am the safest comic you can <laughs> sure. possibly book. And I don't want to I don't mean safe in the sense that like they got jokes about puppies and that's no, it. No, no, no. That, puppies that, and clouds. It's kind of along it's, the lines well, of shit. respecting the show. Get rid of my I'm puppies. Yeah, I'm going to erase all my puppy material. But right like now. you were saying earlier about wearing shorts on stage yep. and that stuff, like you you know that they're going to have respect for your yep. show and want to legitimately put on a good time and, and also maybe had, expand it a little bit. And I've had comics that would come that have come onto my show that I know were edgier Right. Than my crowd could handle. Yeah. But I knew what to expect. Yeah. And I didn't it wasn't like they were gonna come out double barrel flipping off the crowd and, and they're you, not gonna they're not gonna be offensive for the sake of being offensive. And you feel like as a host you can mitigate yeah. Any, yeah. And I mean I've had uh uh Ron Leckler was on the show. Oh yeah. And he walked a table. He's great. Oh god. He walked a table full of old women With who had his no Tesla's lesser known inventions. Was yeah. what, no. <laughs> they they I didn't had, know it was so uh, edgy. <laughs> they had no business being there. No right? Ron's like one people. of my favorites. Oh he's great. And uh they had no business being at this show. They didn't realize that it was an eighteen and over 
for like adults themed like R-rated comedy show. Right. And he went up and did his time and toward the end of his set the entire table of these old ladies got up and left. And after Ron set, he came over and he was like, I am sorry. Because he clearly watched yeah. them get up and, and he, leave. He knows enough to be like, hey, this is Well, I bad, come, come to find out yeah. later that that was one of the first shows he had ever like legit featured on. Oh, really? So like he was trying. Was that like when you first started? Like yeah, when he was, was still clo- living yeah, here? It was, yeah. Yeah. He was still here at the time for sure. Um, but he apologized to me and I was like. Ron, I don't give a fuck. They paid. They already, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. paid their money. We already and, got their money, and baby. they didn't ask for it back. So I don't right. give a shit what's going on. <laughs> and even and, if they did, they're not getting it. Right, and that, that's that's up to them. And if they had stayed, they would have enjoyed the shit out of the headliner. Well, for and sure. I I feel like you do a good job of balancing like the headliner with like the opening acts and all that. Yeah. Like like you let me come do an opening set when I was still doing like a lot of religion material <laughs> yeah. that like probably didn't go over too well. Sure, because I remember yeah. when I told like some of my Jesus jokes there was like an audible fuck yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and then and i was like oh sorry but i dug myself out of that hole yep. so you didn't have to but that's also <laughs> i mean that is what you learn later though but that's on you right. right as a comic you need to read the room and understand what you can handle uh especially if you're not going first like and, if you, and i at that point in time i definitely wasn't sitting there thinking of what i was inviting onto myself right or like and it's kind of that a way point, to rebut it that really. stage in your career where you're like these jokes are for me i don't give a fuck. right i'm yeah, writing yeah, yeah. this joke because i think it's cool or edgy or fun or whatever uh and i don't care what the audience has to say but the booker does you know right. like they, they well and it's like that balance that you have to strike because it's like you definitely don't want to pander to try and work a certain set right. unless you're literally give it up for the truth unless you're literally like sitting there trying to get a uso show sure. or like work a college set like if you're just sitting here doing a midwest comedy trying to elevate your platform and further your career like you just need to be funny funny and original and take your opportunities and push the envelopes and like write like find your voice write what you think is funny and find a way to make it relate to those people but don't just write your jokes with those people in mind because if you write just with those people in mind you're closing yourself off to the people that you want to perform for you just you just have to be the type of comedian that you would want to go watch yeah exactly and hope that you're a good tastemaker at least but like there are so many comics there's so many like younger people starting out that i look at what they're doing and i'm like i can't imagine that if you showed them someone else doing those jokes that they would enjoy it right like why are you telling these jokes that are so awful knowing that if it weren't you telling them you would think the same thing you yeah would, you would agree these are terrible but for some reason you can't see it <laughs> when you're the one telling the joke i don't know it's weird well and that's kind of i feel like that's kind of a catalyst for me trying to lose weight too is i don't want to just do fat jokes for my whole life i do i've leaned into like, it at this point <laughs> i've well, like half of my set is I, well i mean is purely i feel like self-deprecating i feel well like i mean i do self-deprecating material you do but you do it in a, a great way though you you do it you found your own niche like yeah. it's not just like the same old like stuff you know like we don't like or just when you see people do street jokes and or, stuff yeah like, or it's just like i'm so fat all i do is eat cake right, like it's like, not that side of sort of shit it's weird stuff involving the yeah. fact that because clearly everyone looks at me and can tell like it's not like and I'm gonna, i i i'm i can, I can hide it i can't like i look back at like the material i've written about it and I, i'm completely happy about it 
Like, I don't feel like I've ripped on myself too hard or anything. But I have people, like, I've had a couple shows where, like, people are like, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, me it was too, when I was sure. in Otsego. Someone came up to me and, you like, get some awes he bought a pen. The... Yeah, they, yeah, you've seen me get awes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm telling the joke. That's why I do the shirt, like, the corny shirt thing yep. that I do. Like, that's maybe the most like, hack thing I do. You get it. That's just and you then, proving yeah. that you know what they're. It's yeah. me trying to, like, I'm, and that's what I'm, tr- I'm trying to get, like, more political lately. And it's like, uh bearing that but yeah that's Adam, for another day have have you ever written a joke that you didn't like yes like where does that joke go um does it go away forever into the void um sometimes i remember little bits like i'm so crazy with the way because I, I, I want this. to like, recommend to you that you, that is what you use a portion of that notebook for yeah never throw a joke away yeah yeah and that's and that's what I've been getting into with the stuff I've been keeping in my phone. It's just because I, you I, will learn how to tell that joke. You'll come a year back from it. now or two years from now. You'll figure it out. Like, yeah. and it will fit somewhere that you would have never imagined that the joke would have fit. Okay. I've got so many jokes that I've that I wrote in my earlier days that I was such a bad comedian. I couldn't tell how to where and and how to tell these jokes. Yeah. That later on, which I'm not saying I'm a good comedian now. But it, it clicks but into place. Yeah, you figure out what you were doing wrong or why it didn't make sense. Or you or, can take a segment of yep. this joke that you threw out and it fits perfectly in another Fit thought you had. There and, yep. and yeah, and that's where like things start to make sense in your brain and it feels good. Like it feels like a weird like synapses just connected across from both sides. Like it's like that aha moment. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. That's why I wrote this joke. And I had no idea. Like it just fits in there. But yeah, I would recommend that you never throw a joke away for sure. Like yeah. you just keep it somewhere. I think I need to get more in a habit too, of writing jokes that I personally connect with. Cause a lot of my early material, I was writing jokes about things that I certainly could have had personal experience about, but yeah. didn't. I was just writing a joke about a concept you that know I think what? would be funny. I I I agree with that <laughs> in a way, but I you find so many comics that will write jokes about their they're not willing to lie to right. the audience. Yeah. Oh, I lie all the time. I hate, I hate when a comic it's will be like you got to exaggerate the hyperbole has to be in the right places. I've talked to comics after their 80% set word. and go like, "Hey, if you told it like this, that might work better. Like if you just say, hey, instead of I was driving 50 miles an hour, say I was driving like 75 miles or whatever, just you know, as an example. Right. And they're like, yeah, but I wasn't like I wasn't driving 75. Right. And I'm like, fucking whatever. Like, who gives a shit? I feel like, like that's like my June bug story. Only like not very much. Of that's exaggerated. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> but you have to be willing to 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 break reality for a minute right, and make right. a good joke and so many of these assholes are just like yeah but that's not how it really and that, who gives a shit they um, think it's more important to be true to it because yeah. no, the joke that actually because the june bug story is zero exaggeration mm-hmm. for me but my strip club joke is like 70 percent exaggeration sure. and basically all of my jokes are at least like 30 to 40 percent real right like not like I do my, my dumb, long-winded garbage joke about yeah. two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to me, but not in the way that I say. I say right. it happened on the way to a gig in Lansing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that that is, happened that's to me. That's easier to segue into. That happened to me like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I was I remember where I was when it happened. Right. But I was driving to that show in Lansing at, when it was still, when the green door was still a, a, oh, okay. a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I nearly hit a bird. 
on the way. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I remember. And so it just popped into my brain. Two birds. No, I did. <laughs> okay. I did hit two birds. Thank but it was God. 15 minutes or Thank 15 God years. It's not fake news. It was 15 years earlier. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what if I did? And then that's just kind of oh, where the joke like came from. Like you almost from. hit a bird and then you remembered when yeah, you Yeah, when I yeah, really yeah, did. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, God, that was a weird moment in my life. Let me try to write a joke about Which that. Which that's a good and way then, to pull from your past, though, yeah. too, is you just have to, like, the thing is, though, like, telling the story about 15 years ago is going to be way too yeah. wordy and, like, just not... Or, yeah, when, when people are not willing to say, this happened last week or right. whatever, uh, when they're like, oh, this happened to me, I guess it was, like, maybe six or seven years ago. Like, shut the fuck up. Just get right. to the joke. Like, Yeah, or, like, the other day, yeah. like, a friend of mine... It's like just find a way to get there or, faster. And stop and saying less it was your, Just say it was you. It was like, you. It, it was yesterday. Yeah. It just happened. The audience. The thing is, like, it's You're not. Yeah, no one's fact checking. It's like it's like literally like when the audience finds out about the Matrix because yeah. mo- no one. It's surprising to me like how little some people pay attention because like for me when I like watch movies like I like to think about like how they like what the director was thinking like yeah. I look at it that way to where I like kind of have an understanding of like how these things are made and like the fact that the actors probably don't get along and like that you know what I mean but sure. it's like you know how you know how it's cooked yep like yeah. Adam's gonna gross me out enough on fast food to where I'd never have to worry about oh. eating it again because he knows how it's see cooked. that's what I, we need that from you Adam clearly we have a lot of opinions about how you should do comedy yeah, yeah. but we need you to to shit talk uh, Bob about how he should uh, change his eating habits I guess yeah. well I'm probably a bad uh, <laughs> yeah right with your uh, chicken strips and suspenders to yeah. give advice to I ate three pounds of chicken steak last strip. week that's the name of his album chicken right there chicken strips and suspenders yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like recorded it. no I think you should stick with uh uh, almost a hero. What was it? Almost or, a hero. Yeah, like, probably oh. a hero. Probably, probably. Yeah, I yeah. love that joke. That was the joke that was like, I need you to tell this. On that my was stage. the first joke I ever. I wrote. think. I think Adam told me that story too. That's good times, yeah. man. I like it. It a was lot. a good one, and I didn't realize that I didn't make the connection to that thing that you put on that cartridge at that 80s show until I did your <laughs> podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, that's from one of my jokes. Because I'm so self-conscious about all my material should, that I assumed that nobody's I, ever actually listened to anything I've said. I need to put my cartridge in this setup for this, but what were you saying? What? Yeah. Well, we should I, we should explain and let the people yeah. listening have no idea what oh, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, so, I didn't think so there was back anybody at, actually at, listening. So a couple years ago, like probably show, three right? years ago, two at years Louis. ago, yep. at, at Louis, they had an 80s show, and awesome. I decked the stage out. I, my, it was my, great. My wife sells stuff on eBay, uh, and so we sell a bunch of vintage toys and games, and then a buddy of mine does it exclusively like video games. He's got right. all vintage games, so I went and borrowed all of this shit from him. We had, I think, I don't know, probably nine consoles stacked up on the stage mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other a bunch of cool crossfire was yep, there crossfire we had a bunch of uh vintage board games some like window hanging uh we had like a darth vader cut out just a bunch of weird shit and he also has a, a like a an excess of just shit cartridges that no one will ever want and they're all sport like if you were to put that game into a nintendo it was it's summer probably, olympics it's, or it's, something. yeah it's no it's, amount of blowing or brett jonesing <laughs> it it's gonna get it out it will be a sports game for sure yeah. but he had all Madden of these 92. like like nhl yeah 95 or whatever <laughs> on uh cartridges and so i just bought him from i was like i'll just give you like a buck 50 a piece for these and he's like yep. fuck yeah like give Sold. get rid of all of them <laughs> so i had a stack of like 
12 Garbage. or whatever that yeah. were. Yeah. And I made, I, I printed out on a stupid ass uh, regular home print computer uh, everyone's headshots and then made up fake titles for all of their cartridges for this night. And we lined them up on the mantle at the back of Louis to represent each of the comics and who was coming up on stage. So now that stage has been set. Your cartridge yeah. was... It was called, you put Probably a Hero as the title <laughs> of that cartridge. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time because I was just, I don't even it was, consider... It wasn't on the script, man. I, I, well, I mean, it is. Yeah, that's my favorite part of that thing, joke. Yeah. That's my that's the part of that joke that makes it funny to me. Yep. Like, that's the, the reason I would still tell that joke is because that specific part makes me laugh. Yep. But... I had no idea that that I didn't make any connection to that because <laughs> I, I don't know. I just assume that everybody in the audience is being super critical all the time and nobody would ever be like, oh, that was actually funny and good. And yeah. Like, I, I don't know why. See, that's crazy. It is. Like yeah, you, you can look at it from the outside. It's legitimately and go, like, crazy to think is, that is way. That, is that part of it? Is you think everyone's paying as close attention as you are? I do. I th Yes. I think that everybody is listening to every single word I say and analyzing it, and then that's how they're building their opinion of me, if, and that's not true at all. If that was the case, I would not have a nobody comedy Nobody would career. do comedy. <laughs> nobody would do comedy. Nobody agrees that much with each other that none of us would be able to well, do this. Well, and I'm sure if you broke it down like that, and I mean, I, I know you probably respect your comedians because like the ones that you like because of the way that they do do meet those criteria out of through years of practice but yeah nobody pays that much attention aside from like you and five other people <laughs> right yeah. yeah uh yours was bobzilla right yeah right. yeah yeah you were I, I, it's costume. somewhere right over here yeah. yeah but it was like it was me and the king koopas <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Well, that was a fun night that was i was an amazing that, show that that set up for like a long time yeah good times i like it real well greatest of all time so now what now what do you what do you do now what's your what's hmm. what's your thing between episodes you're gonna do oh this time yeah. i should probably i want to focus on transitions because like we were saying earlier talking about being able to just throw something in here or or knowing something that the audience is is drawing to that i can throw something similar in um i want to start focusing when i watch because I'm going to try to make it out to more comedy shows now. Sure, it's going to yeah. just be back to what I do in my free time. I want to I want to focus on the way other comics are doing their transitions because right now I feel like I have to. I can only tell these jokes in A B C yeah. D E. I can't I can't put E in front of B. I, that's not possible because sure. the end of that joke has to go into this next one. But that doesn't really have to be how it is. Yeah. You don't have to have a, a seamless segue for every single joke. The thing is though, you can make up like your style can dictate how your comedy is you can right. blaze a trail and make it how you want to be you know the you other, don't have to follow it the other thing is though there there is nothing wrong with doing it that way though there's nothing wrong with having a through z and right. doing it in that order so you shouldn't focus on that as being something wrong that you're doing other than as a, a an exercise in doing it a different way right like, you know I, what i mean like that not not assuming that or not saying that uh, any of my transitions that I do right now are wrong I just they're so regimented that sure. they have to be that and I need to be able to even before I get more comfortable being on stage because I'm always going to be a little bit uncomfortable I'm just a weird introvert but like yeah. I need to get more fluid on stage and be able to breathe for a second like what's crazy about you on stage is when I think of somebody who would I would imagine like a stereotypical uh 
stage fright victim (laughs) would be somebody who just literally stands in one spot, Mm -hmm. does not like refuses to look at the like when I'm on stage, I don't look at the audience. Or I think I might have had a revelation, but go ahead. I look above. Oh the yeah, audience no. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Back look wall, at the lights. Right? You look at the lights. Yep. I just I just find a spot on the back wall, yep. and uh, I te- I try to move as much as possible. Well, Me and too. you make but, occasional eye contact, or if you yeah, notice someone, th- or someone's like bringing attention to yep, themselves, yep. then you focus on them. But like when I think of somebody who I would have like again, stereotypical like crippling stage fright, I would think somebody who stands in one spot doesn't even like won't move the mic stand just out of like yeah the idea that you might tip it over or right. you know, whatever just some sort so of it's, like, it's or like, like a, and then stage just fright has many faces and like looks down at the floor right and then just tells jokes like you're reading them off of mm-hmm. a piece of paper yeah. where you don't like somehow you've figured out a way to that is part of like a character or like an I, act that you're yes. doing my whole act is an act. It's yeah, all make believe. You look very comfortable while you're doing right. it. And I've been told that by, you, by people who aren't comedians too. They're like, oh, you have a lot of like your stage presence is so, great and you seem I mean, so confident. Well, that is a thing that you can take solace in and like enjoy because I mean, maybe that could be your safety net is just sometimes like that's to know for that I'm me. Awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> for me, like sometimes it's like just taking those three seconds on stage just to be quiet and listen to the audience listening to you mm-hmm. and like get back in that pocket and then just throw another pass, you know, like just do that yep. next joke. Like, but I think my realization is, and I, I, I hope you're not this neurotic about it, but do you plan like your movements across the stage as no, well? No, I don't. Like you're, okay. I don't. So, so it's not as bad as I thought it might be. Cause I'm like, Holy Thank shit. God. I just cracked the code. Like Adam also plans Step two, two, three, one. four, turn. <laughs> like, two, that three. Would totally Grab the mic. Explain. Two, three. That would totally Joke. Explain, two, like, three. Months worth. Like you yeah. have a whole like marching band, like <laughs> psychedelic <laughs> fractal pattern across the football. Or field. You start, like, like we start watching footage of you and we overlay them and it's the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, a ghost image of you floating. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Adam is all, okay. So you walk to the left of the yeah, stage. We, we've stage. cracked the code. You Quarter turn right and look at the audience. Now, look at the audience. Now look at point the audience. For the grand slam. <laughs> step ball uh. change. Step ball change. All right. So, all right. At least it's not that neurotic. So, sure. and uh, I, I think the thing we can take away from this. So, so maybe we should try and plan for like takeaways and what we're going to do for the next week like the takeaway from this conversation is like you could be more neurotic about your stand-up sets don't challenge me i wonder what would happen if bob wrote a joke for you to tell i would love that do you think but like do you think that would break your brain or do you think? But it I would think give... I would co-opt it and take it. He would have to tell me what he wants me to tell a week in advance so that I can <laughs> That's completely like, pull it around. I think I would need like a premise though too. Right? Like, just yeah, so, I'm not saying like, like putting that bones, on you, but, but well, I'm I saying could like definitely write tags and shit for him. I just, no, I just mean like before. a full like a joke joke, like yeah, a full yeah. on joke that's never been told on stage. But just give it to you that you didn't write. And we should see do, how you handle. We that. should like, do another Nate Toka Switcheroos show. Is what we yeah, should do. Take someone else's jokes and run with it, but. I just think it'd be fun for you to have to handle a joke that you didn't baby, like yeah. you didn't write it, you know, uh, and cultivate it and and turn it into whatever part of your madman scripts. Well, it, that it also <laughs> might be easy for him though yeah, if maybe. he just memorizes it. Then and he's just like, bleh, 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 I, I bleh, think the bleh, only bleh, way bleh, that bleh, bleh. the only way that I would help me out, honestly, is if we did that, but 
you told me the joke that I was telling an hour before yeah, I had to tell like it on right stage. Right beforehand. Yeah. Right. Because you're see, just going to memorize it otherwise. At, at a certain point, I don't want to start like, like trying to force like a bomb. Like, cause I, I need to have a, a, a one where I actually get heckled. Cause I've never really been heckled. I mean, right. I, when people get drunk, that's different. I but think like, Perry's nope. birthday counts for that. But well, no, but cause see, cause I didn't lose the crowd that night, and the only reason I felt bad you is because like one one person, one person okay. came up that must have had a really personal story oh, was about it after something. You set? Yes, it was. Oh. Right, it was when I walked to the bar because I always just get That's why I probably didn't right even realize it was bad. Yeah, is fuck, it wasn't fuck that guy. Set. First of all, yeah. that was that, a lady. Oh well, fuck that lady. No, she, she was uh, it would completely within her rights. It was awful. The <laughs> oh, things I well, said were regrettable. Yeah, but but she doesn't have any right to come up and fuck with people after. Just that's go true. Home. Right, it's right, like those yeah. Yelp reviewers. Fuck I know, you. They, they could have filled out a comment card at Shakespeare's. They don't exist. Sure. Yeah. But um. But yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want to bait one and like and force myself to just eat dicks. But um, yeah. I need to have. I need to get less comfortable on stage if that makes any sense like because sure. i'm plenty uncomfortable before i get on stage well, but once you, i get out there i kind of get into a rhythm it does the room matter to you like would you do like how many rooms have you done comedy in like can you different rooms yeah. probably a dozen or so okay if you went to a new room for the first time, mm-hmm. does that fuck up your flow? Like, Not does really. that ruin your? See, that's so bizarre to me. Like, I would think that that, would... that messes that... up mine yeah. sometimes. No, because I'm so in the lane that I'm in. Yeah, I guess I, and that's I true. Just, I'm... It's just pure tunnel. He's vision. just yeah. like, wind me yeah. up yeah. and let me go. Yeah. Yep. I'm just a I'm I'm a sound recorder that's just spitting out a, rec- I'm a pre-recorded just not convinced segment. That that's a bad thing. Okay. I, I, well, it mean, makes me feel a lot better. That's what I tell him though too, and like he just needs to get better at dealing with the in between. And, like, honestly, if you just have all the pieces and you treat it like a 50-piece puzzle and you're like, okay, I know this piece, like, you almost need to be, like, a one-liner comedian, only you don't tell one-liners. Like, you tell 10 different jokes over a half an hour. Sure. And, like, you can just do, okay, here, I'm doing this joke now, do this joke now, this joke now, this joke now. Like, then you might have an easier time of it. Like, clearly this issue you have is not, it's not an issue with comedy. Nope. Your jokes are good. I've heard Aww. your. I've I've given you, be it very little. I've given you money to tell jokes, and it's, you, know, you know what I mean. It's like, accurate. I threw money at you. Tell me jokes, and, <laughs> and I wouldn't have done that were they not good. Party. You know what I mean. Sure. And so the issue is not the whether content. or not you're good at this. Yeah. It's whether or not you agree that you're good at it, or like that yeah. you'll listen to somebody when they tell you very you're good at this. Right. So I I don't know that. I, f- I feel like it's it's not so much stage fright in a other than it's just like cri- crippling self-doubt. I feel like holy it's, shit. It's like a weird I don't know it, it's different to me because so I, true. I, I exactly it. <laughs> we're brave. We're yeah, we're, this is I uh, not to I'm, be I'm really glad that we had you as one of our first guests. <laughs> not to yeah. psycho- uh, not to be the psychologist. No, we needed to call this. in. Yeah. I feel like you're just intervening on us right I now. I just yeah. <laughs> like we're I, here I, drinking I, beers. <laughs> Dad's here to ask us what we're doing in our fuck cave or whatever. Here. This is not a fuck cave. <laughs> not yet, it's not. I, oh wait, no, you know what? It was in the ceiling. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was a fuck cave before I moved in. Yeah, apparently, yeah. found a stowaway. Fuck cave studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, blanket fort studios brought to you by the, the fuck, fuck cave. cave. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane here in the fuck, fuck cave. cave. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, it's a category five. 
Category 5 fuck cave. I did find an anal bead the size of a fist in the ceiling. <laughs> Isn't that just an orange? Like, it's like it's, literally, yeah, okay. it's, it's an orange with spray was, painted black. But then there was also some kind of dick armor and like a... Chainmail? No, it was a dick stockade for people who like to put their penis in timeout apparently. Nice. Weird. I don't know. I need to I need to try and turn that into a joke again. <laughs> like you buy a new home with the, the love of your life, like before you're about to find out you have children and then you find fucking sex toys in the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Some cock paraphernalia. It's nice. Hey, can uh, can your wife sell that on eBay? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I threw it Slightly away. used. Well, yeah, the gently thing is, used. The, yeah. thing, the thing is I threw it I threw it away because I didn't know like at a certain point it becomes my anal bead. Right, sure. <laughs> then yeah, if you left yeah, it in the ceiling. Once you know it exists. I put it well cuz I found it and then I put it back in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like a shame closet. <laughs> yeah, I was like Jesus. Surprised you didn't cut your hand off and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> you belong in the ceiling. Now. But yeah, now that we've been intervened on, I, I don't know. I like the ideas. Like, I feel like you need to help. Like, we'll we'll definitely have to take notes on this and like, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, listen back. You can. <laughs> we'll we'll get the structure going. But like, I I like the idea of like having the like the guests like interview us a little bit because yeah. I mean, I, well, I think that's going to be a thing. You guys, I, like, you'll kind of have to because you don't know. Like you're you're you guys are friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you're just telling your, oh, your me and, shit. Yeah, yeah. Me and him have like fucking. We had like an hour and a half conversation on the second episode once we were comfortable. Like right. it was just like chilling. But now you guys have to like explain this stuff to each other, and you already know. You know, yeah. I just feel like it's so much easier to have someone else come on. Yeah. And just be like, why are you guys doing this? Like, tell me, <laughs> yeah. tell me no. what you're doing. So I mean, you're helping us find the structure though, too. Yeah. But it's like it's kind of like I know Adam's a perfectionist to the point where. If I let him have his own devices and like we were going, you'd at never his... be hearing this audience. Yeah. So be yeah, lucky if, that if you're we listening going, to this I'm right sorry. now. If we're going I'm sorry, at... it's not good enough. <laughs> if we we're going at Adam's comfortable pace, like I wouldn't have bought half the equipment yet. Yeah. So I true. I still think though the the best thing to come out of this is you need to come up with a joke that's got merch and you need to yep. sell uh, something. You need to try to sell uh, an item uh, of merchandise. That can be a way. You need to become. Uh, a street pet. You need a hacky, a hacky so, joke. Uh, I road comic is what you need to be. I like the <laughs> I like the probably a hero joke. Yeah. The, the premise of that you know because I I don't drink as much as I used to so now I could actually interject like some real like I don't because so the whole be joke was more heroic. you know I used to be in this scenario which may, I noticed these things but now I'm not so introspectively looking back on it but now that's actually true because yeah. I, I don't close the bar down anymore. Um, so I should probably try to double back to that. That'll be a short-term goal that I I go. I need to double back to that joke and try to because I haven't told that one in, since I've been back doing this. So years I haven't I haven't it's even thought about that. A good in years. joke, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try to bring that one back because that I think is gonna be uh, the fact that that was the first joke that I wrote. The way that I do this, that means that I thought about writing that joke for literally probably three months before I ever did yeah. comedy. So that one has been through. And I, every iteration that I could weird, probably tell it, like as weird as you think that is, probably I I feel like that's not that far off sides for some of the way that I write jokes too, or the, or the way that even Bob uh, would write a joke as well. Uh, you get like a I don't I don't know. Do you ever uh, do you write jokes like in reverse? Do you ever come up with like what you think a punchline should be and then try to form a joke around it? Um, it's kind of, but for some reason. 
it's hard to explain the way I feel like my brain is working when I'm writing jokes. And I'm actually trying to, as I'm writing stuff down in like a notebook, I'm, I'm realizing my whole process a little bit more, but like sometimes I will be like watching something on TV or something or see something in the world and say, Oh, I already exactly know how that joke ends. Like yeah, I, I can yeah. see the, the 92nd joke into the punchline. So I want to say yes, but I've never necessarily thought of, okay, this is the punchline. Now let me walk it it's back kind of and reverse out engineer how to get there. Yeah. this sort of shit. Yeah. So I should probably try to do something in that fashion I, for a joke. I mean, that even just, just as an exercise. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to stay on stage at all. I could just, you know. Just like to, if you ever you ever watch a movie and like the trope in the movie is like they just give you the punchline. Like it'll cut into a scene that's already been happening and they'll right. be like, and that's when he said, fuck the police. And then everyone, <laughs> or whatever. And then everyone laughs and you're like, God, I wonder what the beginning of that joke was right. or whatever. Or like they do the opposite in The Breakfast Club when he's going across the the ceiling and he's like walking from the detention the hall. Club. Well, whatever. Okay. So there's, <laughs> there's a scene where Judd Nelson well, is stuck should've. is stuck in the ceiling with the giant anal beads and the cock paraphernalia. <laughs> um, he's stuck in the ceiling and he's walking and he falls through. But in the meantime, he's telling, he's setting up the premise of a joke. Right. He's like uh, a priest and a rabbi go into a bar or whatever, just some shit. And then uh, you never get the end. Like you just you never get the punchline of the joke, and it's not a real joke. It doesn't exist. So there's no like an anti joke. Yeah, there's no punchline. I hate anti jokes so um, much. But I, so I was asking him like, comedy. oh, there's no. Punch do you line. ever do, do you ever uh, write a joke back? Like, do you ever know what the punchline's going to be, and then write a joke to fit the punchline? I feel like that's how I used to write jokes. Yeah. Like my, uh, um, I have no idea how long we've been doing this or how if you we're guys going have... on two hours. We Holy need to like, shit. wrap it up. Yeah, we well, did it. It's pro- we're probably about an hour forty five or so. Like I'm thinking, like we might even be able to do this as a two parter. Yeah, and like it. I can Whatever. fit your plugs in later. <laughs> sure. um, I don't know how much more conversation we have in us, but I mean, definitely we need to have you back sometime okay. soon. Yeah. Um, because you, you're just giving us structure right now because we're a bunch of burnouts. <laughs> I'm just giving you homework is all I guess. <laughs> no, do. it's fine. That's what we want. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, that might, you're helping us feel out the guest thing. So it's like, what do we need from our guests? Cause or I, just I, never air this one and have like people come back on and do like uh, real guest stuff. No, 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 no. I'll this set up is... all their jokes for them like a, like a morning show. <laughs> so I heard you were flying lately. What do you think about that? What's so... the deal? <laughs> Do you have an opinion on that? You hit two birds, you say? Two birds. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, this has been super... That's, I mean, I reversed that joke for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought about hitting two birds with my car and then realizing that that phrase exists, the two birds with one stone, and then it just worked backwards yeah. from there. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever written a joke with such a cumulatively perfect punchline as that. Like, yeah. my, I'm, I feel like I'm sometimes the jokes I write, I'm trying to stretch to get to a tag, and yeah. then in the past I've overextended and wrote some really shitty tags I've into told jokes. jokes for months that didn't have an ending yeah like, you just go to open mics over and over and you start the the joke is there you can feel that it's there but it just doesn't have that resolve at the end like there's right. no way to get out of that joke and then move cleanly on to your next joke and it sometimes can take months to figure out or like you just mish it together with another that's where those shitty dead jokes come in Like, you might have a joke you wrote a year ago that never worked, but you realize now, like, oh, I can sort of shoehorn that in in to the ending, and that becomes the the punchline of the, or at least the ending of this joke to make. 
or you could also be telling an active joke for a long time and then like have like a really good punchline in there but then realize that that joke that you've been telling is like a minute of horse shit yep. and like 30 seconds of gold and it's better just to ditch that other joke and just add that 30, 30, seconds 30 seconds into yeah. like a newer thing for sure like because that's definitely happened before um I that's happened between like my hockey joke and my uh, my turtles joke. Yeah, like the one about like being like, oh, they're not going very far because <laughs> like the sumo wrestler in front of a hockey net, like it, it works better in that joke than it does in like the joke about everyone thinking that I'm a goalie. Sure. But the thing is, Adam was the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> nice, whole lanky arm. That's over that's here. our that's Brian our Curtin. that's the basis of this podcast is Adam's the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there was the joke that I have, uh, again, we're just stroking ourselves talking about our own jokes or whatever. It's fine. Um, I had that joke about, uh, wanting to set attainable goals. So I decided to shoot for rock bottom. Like that was, you know, uh, you gotta have a good place to start or whatever. Um, and that joke, it was just kind of a throwaway line for the longest time. And then I also had that joke about kayaking. About how a person of my size, just it's absurd for me to even consider it. But I made a mistake and I went and then I explained what kayaking is like to me. Whatever, if you've heard the joke, whatever. Um, But then I decided I'm going to put that joke in a string of what are rock bottom scenarios. Like what are like, I thought I was at rock bottom because this happened to me, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like it went deeper. Like I had worse things that could happen, you know, or like whatever. And so it became this string of a couple of different scenarios where I wanted to try to figure out where rock bottom was yeah. to start moving forward. And I equated. How could it be worse? But I then I got to that joke where the kayak joke, I'm literally scooting my kayak along the bottom of this river. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now I've brought that other shitty joke, that got throwaway joke into. And that is when I've finally hit rock bottom literally literally like you know and it, and like the audience i've gotten applause breaks from that joke that is an applause break joke it's, that's one of those things that there's so much in that one sentence that you say yep. that makes so many connections and somebody and said they people, go oh my anyone god sub 250 has never scraped a kayak <laughs> against the bottom of a two foot deep river right. <laughs> like, um and it's so funny because they are there with it like right. they they are smart enough to know where I'm going, yeah. but I just got to make sure I get there a, a half and second ahead of it's them. It's still unexpected. Yeah and, yeah, and they're just like, I know, I knew that was coming, and I'm so glad that it got, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's that moment of release for the audience that they're like, yes, that's what he should have said, and he said it. Like, I get it, or whatever. But that's like the opposite of the, the two birds joke. It's almost that anti-punchline thing where sure. the joke is so stupidly absurd and it takes me so it's such a long joke to get to this dumb hacky punchline that when finally somebody in the audience gets it it makes them laugh harder because it was so dumb and then everyone else laughs at them like it's weird it's like a wave of laughter it's like yeah. some people laugh because they got it other people laugh because they didn't well and you're also hitting them at multiple yeah, levels yeah and yeah. it's just, and that's where that taking a second to let that sort of wave in is what you need to be able to do. Yeah. Otherwise you're like, I don't have time for this. I'm on to my yeah. next scripted 30 seconds right. and or I've, whatever. I've stepped all over a couple of applause breaks yep. at the Paco show, especially there was a couple, cause I was testing out new material Murdered. at that. I, it was a great show. I felt great about it, but like listening back to the recording of that one, um, was actually one of the, 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 actually the first time I've listened to an entire set of myself. I, I think that's one thing you can practice. So is like taking a pause when yeah. you notice. I just the need audience. to let something breathe. I need to. I need to just 
consider the audience instead yeah. of me just being in tunnel vision with my ears ringing and then <laughs> I'm like wah, wah, like wah, like wah, when it, you know like in uh, Saving Private Ryan when the grenade <laughs> yeah. goes off he's just looking around he's like well I still have a job like to do. I don't trying, give a shit about to, anything around you're me you're trying right to now. patch up the guy and then all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden he gets shot in the head and like you oh, that guy's missing up. his arm and yeah. he's walking around but I don't have time to consider that right <laughs> yeah. now because I have to tell the rest of this joke <laughs> shut up jokes. let me tell my jokes I got these jokes <laughs> stop I feel laughing like, I feel like that would be a good a good starting point it's like tomorrow yes. like have your skit of four minutes and if you get a big hit, I forgot I had to do comedy tomorrow. Too. God <laughs> damn it! So Shit. sorry about the pressure, but like, if you have that big hit, then just give them like count to five or something, whatever works for you. Like, yeah. wait for them to wait for the laughter to die down and come back in on it. And honestly, there is something to be said too for when a joke dies too. Like yeah. when a joke bombs, if Go you just in on let the it, next one, you just, no, it. just let it breathe for a good two or three seconds, and then just let your face apologize to the audience. <laughs> and sometimes it just gets enough of a laugh, or they just stay on your side. They're not. Sure. They don't turn on you if you know that it was a bad joke. Or yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not I'm all to... about drawing attention to fuck ups that I make. Yeah, I do like There's a hundred different ways to deal with it. But I mean, yeah. definitely this has been a very productive conversation. Yeah, that's I... why I haven't been talking much. I've just been taking no, notes. No, I love it. No, it's been <laughs> it's great. Been and we need to continue again. I mean, before we get into the last thing I want to talk about real quick, like you got time for a minute, right? Sure. Or, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't want to rush you, but I, I don't I'm want it's to win 2 a.m. Yeah, almost. You, you got to chop this into three <laughs> episodes. Now. Chop this. Chop this. Okay. Episode. I need. I owe you a badass jingle, <laughs> That's but my right. my music production skills aren't good. But like, I've got blanket fort. If you want to hear. Bob's jingle skills in action. <laughs> you head on over to my if podcast. You, if you need a jingle, that's where the real money is going to be. It's like true. I'm starting a jingle empire. <laughs> <laughs> Chap this. We need. To, yeah, we'll just re-record. We get like a choir of people in here to do different parts. Really? Go straight acapella. No, everyone wearing long robes. Well, I was I was doing a thing with like a reverb thing where I was like ba ba ba. <laughs> But I could send you that version, and then once I learned the music production as part of my personal growth, you got to learn that piano. I, I yeah. was trying to like get like a do 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 do. <laughs> chop this, chop this synopsis, ba Chop this synopsis. <laughs> like I, it was gonna be big. Uh, yeah. And with, with I'm no, gonna cut it there, and I'm gonna send that to you with, with no context for your for your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? What Listen to Matt's podcast. Right I've, I've technically been on like. 40 episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything since <laughs> no, your second like appearance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably been. Th that was the third it's appearance. Probably it's probably been, been like about, 40. Yeah. I don't think Because we're at 62 I think episodes? it's been yeah. probably like 20 or 60. 30. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you guys. Oh, yeah. I, so it'll be 61. I love how you yeah. guys make fun of me on that without giving me any credit. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that was Bob trying his hardest. It's like, no, that was an iPhone recording. I no, can do better. We, I know. We've started to embrace it now. <laughs> yeah, toward the end. No, no, just I like, got to lean into it, Bob. It's, yeah, it's Bob Frederick. Dude, I totally leaned into it. I appreciate <laughs> it, though. You gave yeah. me an outlet. Like, honestly, you having a podcast is the reason why we have a podcast now. Like, it was something that. You showed us it could be done. and yeah, like, That's true. No matter how shitty gonna, the content we're is. We're going to be podcasters now instead of comedians. That's what we're working yep. on. And actually, your podcast, the episode I did of yours, was the first time I'd ever done a podcast. Yeah. That predated this thing by a week. Yeah. Look at that. A couple of days, actually. It was Yeah, it was before we started recording for real. Yeah, anyway. could, could you tell I was super nervous and weird the whole time? <laughs> like, there, was, was. There, there was one time, I don't know if it made it to the episode, I think it did, where... um. You asked a question, and then like both of you did like a look over I, at him for the answer. I'm like, 
oh shit, what? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely heard it when I listened oh. last week. Oh, yeah. Audible cringe. It was <laughs> nice. Yeah, I liked it. Was it was only like once or twice. It wasn't terrible though. You because yeah. no, you I came over was... here and you were like questioning life and you're like, should we even be doing this? <laughs> right. I'm like, I told you, like, we have good conversations. I broke your brain. Yes. But, uh, well, you guys listening right now, go back and listen to my entire catalog of episodes and then uh, tell me how uh, Adam stood up to the rest of those. <laughs> I just need every one of you to it's, listen to all a, of my episodes. Do I know it's what's fun really funny about that? About movies. Um, I had several scripted things I wanted to say <laughs> when I came out there, and it never came up naturally. So I'm like, I'm not gonna just. So we've got plow two more hours here. right now. Right. We're just gonna yeah. bring them up. <laughs> let's, let's actually replay. I gotta, I gotta call home and tell my wife <laughs> about, <laughs> about Harold and the Hendersons. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah now, now what are we doing? Well, we I mean, ones? do you think anything from our conversation, like that, you want to work on in your personal life before you come back? I mean, I clearly need <clears throat> to lose weight, but I don't. I refuse to look at that as just a life goal at this right. point. Like sure. I'm just not there yet. You know what I mean? I'm you're, not. But you're constantly working on it. Like yeah. you'll, you'll probably have an update for us by the time you come back. I'm for sure going to continue to not eat like garbage uh, Twinkies and and cake and bullshit. We're going to start. If I can go, like I said, if I can go a couple months without that stuff, I'm going to move on to something else. I'm yeah. Cut out like bread or pasta or something. Right. And I'm just going to play it like it's a damn challenge. Do you, do you think you might try and like accelerate the life changes a little bit more instead of like doing soda, no soda for a year? And then, yeah, like, like I'm not going to go for like a year yeah, yeah, in, like in increments and, or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like cutting myself off cold turkey from stuff and just going straight to like salads every day makes it the forbidden fruit i'm just not yeah i'm just not i've got to learn to live without it i think if you if you cut it out too abruptly it makes it like you say you have those days where oh i've been pretty good i can just do this once yeah it's gonna it's gonna make it such a a polar opposite that you're gonna you're gonna revert back to it just because you can be good this day you you know you did it whatever but and and like if i look at it in those small increments though it, it's attainable like it, it does make sense to me like i can go a week without eating you know cookies or, or candy amazing. or whatever I have no self-control like i can go a week without eating candy and then I, I do the week and then i'm like well fuck i can go a month without eating candy or whatever you know and yeah. it's just i've got to treat shit like that and then the sure. next thing i do it's like just no fast food like Right. I'm still going to eat pasta. I'm still going to eat bread at home, but I'm just going to be like no fast food whatsoever. I feel like we're going to do the opposite of that where like I'm going to try and lose weight while eating fast food all week. Right. Well, that's Adam's what I'm going to eat I'm, it in my face. I'm still eating trash technically. I'm just going to be eating less versions of trash yeah. until I just don't have the need for it anymore. Because right yeah. now I'm stuck in this like I need. Okay. I get to the point like if I don't have. Like, if I don't have access to food, like, if I, like, say, I bring my lunch to work every day, right? Right. But if I forget my lunch in the morning for whatever reason, like, I just leave it in the fridge Vending or machine lunch. Yeah, but, like, I, I did that today my with jerky. brain starts to panic. Right. It starts to realize, like, God, at about noon, I'm going to start getting so, like, hungry that I'm going to freak out. Like, I don't know what to do with life. Um. Yeah, and so I got to. It's just me. I got to break myself of that stuff. Like I, right. I got to learn what it's like to feel hungry. Even like yeah. I got, yeah, I got to a point in my life where I was. I just didn't allow for myself to feel hungry. I was just like, yep, I'm gonna just keep eating. That's where I was until recently. Was like I was always like upset at such myself a weird for feeling, feeling too full. Here's a challenge, Bob. Let's do a 48 hour fast at some point. Oh yeah, I'm down us. with that. <laughs> 
Just water, but only when the sun down. Like well, I Ramadan. Gotta, I gotta get blood work Ramadan done soon. So. Only water when the sun's down. Yeah. Bamadan. <laughs> Bamadan. <laughs> but no, that would be a fun thing. I, I'd do that with you. Yeah, yeah let's do Bamadan. Yeah, we'll do Bamadan. Well, I just uh, would... water only, but only if the sun's down. Well, we probably can't that, talk about this till next time. But like, I, I just went to the doctor for the first time in a decade, so I got to get blood work done. So I got to fast for twelve hours. So we okay. probably line it up with that. The other thing about me being so incredibly like overweight that I am, every time I because my work like requires that I get a physical. Yeah, you get year. like the bio screening, biometrics. Yeah. I gotta uh, go do that next week. I'll get your bio screening. Always been told like I'm incredibly healthy. Yeah. Other than the fact that I'm right. way too big. No, that's like me. So too, for me, yeah. I'm like, I got no problems, man. I'm smooth sailing. Like your big blood deal. pressure. Yeah. Like no problems with all like, that stuff. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good though. I mean, so then like that's a reason to try and get I know. the rest in, in line. Normal people would look at that and go, okay, well then that makes sense. Just fix this one part. Right. And everything's good to go. But for me, it's like Man, I'm I'm set. I'm good to go. Like I got time happy. to fix this yeah. later. I'll just deal with this in a, a year or two or whatever. And then here I am, and I'm gonna die. Because so. I mean, that's well, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Is I want to fix it before it becomes a problem for sure. me, and yeah. like hopefully this journey can be. I I feel like at a certain point, like not to like completely make it about this, but it's just like trying to be encouraging to other people just to try and take those steps and get out of their comfort zone. For and, sure like force themselves a little bit to improve. So, yeah. And that's the point, right. Is to engage the listeners, to have people come like tell you what they did or what works for them. And or just it's, whatever. it's already helped me already. Like the yeah. snack ideas and like the exercises, like, well, that's probably going to be next. Like I'll probably sure. ask some stuff about that, but I'm just trying to ramp it up and do that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, do you think you like you have any goals you might take away or try and work on until the next time you might come talk to us? Again? I mean, just other than yeah, other than staying the course where I'm I'm at right now. I mean, I kind of planned this sort of like once I knew I was going to come on the show and stuff too. I was like, that makes me more accountable for it. Even still, just saying it out loud to people right. is like. I'm just going to not eat cookies for the right. rest, it's like, it's for like the rest of my life. It's like on a certain level, yeah. too. So it's like extending the 5 to 10 to 30 minutes we get on stage. Like, I mean, it, it extends it. I mean, Adam, though, on the other hand, was going the, the opposite direction, picking up where we left off on the steak. Jesus steak Christ. gate. So how much did that steak weigh? Uh, it was a little over three pounds. Three pounds. <laughs> Some would, like I said last week, some would call that a roast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, That's got to go in a deep walled pan. He literally yeah. just told the butcher, like, yeah, cut me a thick one. And they're like, and I think oh, they were playing you. a goof on me. Jerk off motion of the so, hand. Do you ever do those uh, food challenges anywhere? Like, do you ever go to a restaurant I, and try I, to consume? I did a hot wings one, was a big mistake. Yeah. And the, the restaurant that actually did it is closed now, I think, <laughs> because of that particular challenge it was, it was a bad idea i've never tried to do a, a quantity challenge though um but this whole steak thing not to get into the whole story of where this came from uh, in the first place we got into it in the last episode i'm pretty sure <laughs> I, I ended up with roughly four pounds of of ribeye <laughs> all in a single thing so i decided to you know i was buying a steak to cook as a meal so the fact that they way oversold me this piece of meat i'm yeah, like well like that's just got to still be the $70. meal <laughs> so, yeah it was like it was, it was a lot of for one yeah for one meal so out of spite mostly i cooked all of it and uh put it on a plate and tried to eat it we're gonna i think we're gonna 
blast some pictures out of this nonsense. But it basically ended up being a slice of prime rib that was about three and a half inches thick. I uh, I want to give you an example. I, I was part of one of those food challenges. Uh, and we went to this place specifically. It was a friend of mine. It was Brian. And uh, they give you a meal. And if you eat it within an hour... It's free, and you get like a shirt, and you get like right. a Polaroid taken, and your picture up on the wall or whatever. Uh, this was the meal I'm showing you now. Currently, the a photo, the visual portion of the yes, show, right? So that was the meal that was we it, were charged was it to pizza? eat. That's it an was awful prime, lot of meat. It was prime. So his in the wow. back. Like, see the mountain in the back? That's one solid chunk of meat, right? Yeah, it's, it's very similar in, in nature. So mine, I had them cook medium well. So Holy they, crud. They cut mine into three strips right? Like so it would cook evenly. Well, where, what's the actual challenge on paper that they have you do? Uh, so it was, I forget how many ounces or pounds or whatever it is, or... of, of the prime rib or whatever. And then there's uh, mashed potatoes. Only in America. A bowl of corn chowder, uh, two biscuits. And something else. A too, gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you have to consume. You're going to wish you had a gun when your stomach is splitting in two. So you have to consume all of it, right? right. And it became and within an hour. And what happened was uh, I was very confident. I was like, I can totally do this. No problem. Uh, it starts getting so much and it, it just became a chore and it was painful. Yep. And I'm wall. just not enjoying this. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. And that friend of mine who got the full big chunk, they didn't slice his into sections, right. was just impossible. Like, you, there was just so much chewing. Like, just so much. <laughs> like, your jaw hurts. You physically it's not can't even, handle It's not even your stomach that yeah. gives up. It's just your mouth. Yeah, and the problem with me is I'm such an amazing cook that mine was perfectly medium rare. Yeah. But again, Reverse once it's- here for his dog. Yeah, once it's four inches thick, like, you're sawing through it, and you're like, this. It's so- you have so much time cutting each bite. You're like, what am I doing to yeah. myself? I don't want this next, but you have enough time to think. Like, my body is not going to want to eat this. Yeah. It was a huge mistake, for sure. Like, yeah. that's, you could have eaten Was that like, your takeaway also? Week. Was that a huge mistake? For oh, you? yeah. I got about halfway through it, and um, the next morning- uh, I ate the leftovers for breakfast. Oh, I so, thought you were going to say something else happened the next uh, morning. No, I've been feeling the fallout of that for an entire week now. Which <laughs> yeah. actually just when I drank that coffee earlier, my my body's still like I so don't know how to process food. So you finally evacuated the rest of that beef. <laughs> yeah, I finally got that last meat bullet out of my, <laughs> my guts. Yeah, I was like, sorry, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was a very irresponsible thing It's like thing that to do. Dimitri Martin joke, like every eating contest is just the beginning of an <laughs> epic shitting contest. That's, that's a nickel for the reference jar, Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the thing is we've got the, the 80% words. Like we use the word that we only 80% know what it is. I feel like we need to look them up, and that's our homework for next week is to know master that word if we use a word that we only 80 percent know <laughs> never just, like just talk confidently to, so you're like it's a word you used in conversation but if somebody were to ask you well, what we're, it meant we're we're confident people so we well i pretend to be confident yeah, yeah, so, I, pre- right? I, I feign confidence and the way i do that we is use, by speaking yeah. very authoritatively about so things fain would be yeah is that what fame means i don't know <laughs> what did, just, no seriously oh my god you just saw <laughs> 80% word. But like a natural, I wasn't even trying to do that. But yes, exactly <laughs> that that you just saw. I don't necessarily exactly know what fame I, you means. You heard someone say it before. In, I feel in like context. it's in the ballpark yeah. of the context I just said. 
And you can tell I'm getting worked up because I'm yeah I'm adjusting the mic a lot. Yeah, now it's you're Bob's sitting there holding thing. on purpose. We may have uh, yeah we may have caused an embarrassment without yeah. realizing Jump it. Jump the fucking shark. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no. So that that's one of my habits. Our last week show was was bad habits. That's definitely one of mine. Yeah. It, it hasn't burned me yet, and I feel like I need it to one of these days because that's how I'll learn to stop doing that. But right. uh, up until that and the no. swear jar. Well, yeah, we're okay. Not, we gave up on that one. Uh, Fane. Uh, Pleased or willing under the circumstances. Okay. Mm. The traveler was fain to proceed. I don't remember the context I used it in, so I'll have to listen back to this. It was more of part. a... With pleasure, gladly. I thought it was pretending. Yeah, I you're thought pretending. Meant pretending. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's an 80% word for you. Oh, shit. So we got to figure <laughs> it out. I am wary and would fain to get a little rest. So gladly get a little rest. So yeah, next week it looks like we're going to talk about diets of sorts, and that yeah. that's not going to change. Glad I'm not Bob on that episode. <laughs> that, I think that might be just the two. Oh, we're going to be on the road at the Hastings show. So yeah. yep. we'll we be might, doing a we car might do cast. a road cast. Yeah, ooh, yeah, I might have to buy some more gear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, um, so that might be bonus episode material. We might have to cut this one into like two pieces. No, this is good. Pieces, it, our, our guest episodes are going to be longer than yeah, yeah, just yeah. two of us. So, it's fine. People got time. Or well, they we, don't. Who cares? Well, we could do a oh. car cast next week. Who and cares? We could, well, There's we could, six people listening right now. All we they could, have to do is listen to seven minutes of it and it still counts as a play. So. <laughs> well, we, could, we could do a car cast next week and we can also come back here and do a recording oh, as well. Um, as long as we don't mess it up. Or we could do a recording at Shakes, probably with the EDM in the background. I'll bring my uh, <laughs> mobile rig. Um, Let's get and some then, plugs in. I mean, Matt, what do you have yeah, coming be- up? Before they all stop listening for the last <laughs> two hours here. I let's... mean, like, there's only three people left. I'll probably have to... I'll do a forward with your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there was three to start. Chop it in and, and put it in the back. Okay, so Chop if this comes it. out prior to the, uh, the 20... Fourth, I'm going to be in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana at the Smokehouse Brew telling jokes with uh, the aforementioned Mr. Steve Iatt. Uh, so go to that if you're near that area, Mishawaka, Indiana. Uh, this is going to come out after the 18th, so that's not going to count. Uh, and then the only other thing I've got that I really need to tell people about that's not just fucking open mics and weird shit is on October 25th. Yeah, October 25th, I'll be at the Liquid Note uh, Brewing Company in Otsego. It's a fun show. Featuring out there. Those are free, right? I believe so. Who's headlining? Uh, I think it's Matt Loria. Oh, that'll be pretty good. He's going to be on there. He's he's great. And then I have my show that I run in Hastings at Wally's Brew Pub Comedy Club. That next show is going to happen sometime in November. So look for that one to come out in nice. November. Greatest of all time. And Aside then, from the one happening next weekend. Right. That, but, I'm happy to be back. Thank you for yeah, putting me on. absolutely. And, uh, of course, you can check out my podcast on all of the places you find podcasts. We are another episode podcast with uh, Matt and Mandy. Do it. Mandy Elaine uh, is my co-host. She's the greatest of all time. We talk about the movies that shaped our childhood. We have usually a comedian uh, come on as a guest, and we make them, we force them to watch a movie that mattered to us as children. Uh, Didn't necessarily have to matter to the comic. I don't care. Uh, Bob's a three-peat. He's been three three times. Uh, He was our first three-time guest. Uh, I'm losing traction at this point. He got caught up by uh, uh, Stu McAllister has been on three times as well. And we're just going to have a battle royal at the end, I think, to to knock it out of the park. So. I'll have to bring my Highlander sword. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Who's going to hit that number four spot? So go back and listen to all those episodes. 
and uh, like us on Facebook and stuff. Oh, you can and find us there as well. We're so. also going to bring out the co-headlining train to Lodo in December. Yes. On the 14th. December 14th, something like that. Yeah. Look for, just find one of us on Facebook. Yeah, I think it we'll, is the 14th, but we'll 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 have more precise I information. I forgot about that show. Yeah. I, it's on my calendar, but I forgot that was happening. That's no. awesome. I Well, whenever one of us, someone asks one of us to like feature for the other, I'm like, I just feel weird headlining yeah. like i'm just like why don't we just co-headline and do 30 minutes or 40 minutes a piece sure. like yep i get uh, yeah there's all the ones that came up to kind of together or that are part of that same sort of crew or or right class of comics like you feel like that's the case too like you you've been doing this long enough where you realize there there's like a new class each year that comes in well and it worked really well when we went to traverse city yeah for sure yep did I tell you when we went up there, though, like I had like that one lady like, what's your comedy like? Is it clean? Do you not make fun of the president? <laughs> it's like, shit, you didn't watch any of my stuff. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're get, not friends on Facebook. I got to get back up there again. That was almost a year ago, like last week or something. Well, I got the when's notification. The ra- for- when's the, did you just do the Raven show? Or Yes. Last how, night. how was that? Was that pretty good? Yeah, it was fine. You talked I about mean- it earlier. I didn't. Yeah, did wasn't listening. Who cares? No, um, <laughs> I was signing up for my fitness pal. <laughs> no, it was it was a good show. It was a uh, a weird shaped room. It was a very yeah. long room. Okay. The the um lighting is weird. It'd be good if they had like some direct lighting. I feel like that's the main thing that was just overcoming. He, I mean, your but room. it's new. It was the yeah. third show they'd ever done, and he was asking us for pointers. So we were like, maybe shut the TVs off at the bar. Was that a kamikaze show? Or? It was branded as a yeah. They they kind of who share, runs it though? Or? Uh, Evan Burgle. Okay, is. so it's someone from north of Grand Rapids. Yep. Like, yep. Okay. He uh, was part of that the kamikaze guys for a while too, and then he okay. just sort of asked. Like they brought that show in as kind of a. I think what their intentions are is that they're going to do like a Friday Saturday thing, right. where you do one show up in Traverse City, okay. and then the next yeah, show. Yeah, no, no, that's great. It'd be like, great if they could pair well, those together. Well, because that's what I've been sure. doing is like trying to run stuff through like Lansing and Detroit, mm-hmm. and also helping out those dudes up yep. there. And then uh, I just don't have a like direct run, but definitely if I could sit there and be like, "All right, here we go, boom, boom," right. like I could do that just as easily as the other direction. Yep. And I've been working on uh, another venue in Middleville, Michigan, at Reds. We just did a show. Uh, last, yeah, yeah. last month. How was and that? It was fine. It was great. We had, I don't know, probably 50 people show up for it, which is enough in that small yeah, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, but they're, they want to do it again. They just don't have a date yet. So if I can set up something, uh, ideally, I would like to do like a, a Friday in one venue and then a Saturday in the right. other. Yeah, and then, I can, and then you can book all your own stuff. Yep, yeah, I can get more guys doing from further away because it's worth it to them because now they've got a run of shows to and do. And you don't and, have to pay them as much for yep. one show. You're like, hey, I got two shows for half the price of each, sure. but it's yeah. still $200 more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we can uh, so hopefully pair out some some better uh, comics that way, too. Running and gunning. Yeah. So... And then find us on Instagram. We make dumb posters for all of our episodes. Uh, They're awesome. We make uh, posters. We take the normal uh, movie poster and replace it with the faces of our guests. So, I, I like that you picked for my episode one of the most insane pictures that's ever been captured I, of me on stage. <laughs> I just had to creep on your Facebook page until I found one that kind of uh-huh. was facing in the right direction. That's basically uh, that's what my, my point is. I have for crazy that, but... eyes in that picture. It's, it's weird. Perfect. We did it. Yay. Thanks for having me out, guys. First, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. We Fun really appreciate coming out, you coming First out. First guest ever. Yeah. We did it. Well, good luck on your uh, goals. You Thanks guys for the intervention, there. Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot today. I'll be listening in. So yeah. No, I appreciate it. Like, Check out Matt's Another Episode podcast. Uh, come check out Bobby Kelly at Shakespeare, September 28th. Um, 
you can always uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YWFS Pod. Uh, we're going to be on everything that uh, everything oh. that you can find podcasts on all the platforms. Where all your fine just, podcasts are sold. You today, super you super remembered the why this time. So. Why did I did I yeah. do it? Okay, no, you did. I was saying WFS Pod, and I'm like, that's not right. I had to, <laughs> I had to re-record like three things because I did not say YWFS Pod. <laughs> I might as well say, come find us at You're Welcome Future Self Podcast. Um, but yeah, I need to probably talk to Matt about how to make sure we're on everything. Uh, <laughs> but I just literally submitted to iTunes and Google Play Store today. So we're, the process is starting. Yeah. You will find us there by that time. And uh, go go interact with us on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll be sharing recipes and progress and uh, be able to see the steak there. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna raise the steaks. Thank yep. you guys so much for listening. We love you. Thanks, bye. Bye. Bye.